What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the world famous, internationally known wake up show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You ain't here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth. Yours truly. The notorious one, new, 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 a.k.a. Mr. Cochellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamus, and you're in the Desert Storm bunker with none other than the whole effing show and every woman's fantasy, Mr. EWF. Not only that, I'm the undebatable, the Black Moses, and I'm CGAC, God Allah, and I'm the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. We got a great show for you today. I know you're sitting here like Jenny Mai again. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. Jenny Mai's story. Ninjas, you have not heard the last of this. We are about to stretch out. I mean, YouTube, what you're about to see is you're about to see a full-scale all-assault war. New, 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 new world order. And this is going to be years worth of content. This is going to be a case study of how y'all dumb ninjas get into marriages with strong and independent women. Yes, this is going to be Jonathan Majors type. Uh, uh, people are going to create a whole channel. There's going to be somebody. There's going to be somebody who's going to create an entire channel talking about this. Because you're going to have content forever, you new, dumb ninjas. New, new, new world order. <laughs> forever. This is going to be a bag run. This is going to be a bank run. This is going to be messy. There's going to be alimony. There's going to be fighting of prenups. There's going to be child support. There's going to be Jeezy showing up in Vietnam. All right. He's going to be off on a plane somewhere in Vietnam. All right. Then you're going to be standing in front of the gate with an AK-47 with the CCP hat on. You look for your daughter, huh? So you here to look it for your daughter. Yes, this is, I'm telling you, Ninja, this is going to be an absolute cluster. This new, one right new, here, new, new, new world. it's going to be a cluster. It's going to be a shakedown. Girl, I want to shake it down. Jeezy going to be in the rice patties looking for his daughter. As she flies off to Vietnam, it's just going to be a whole messy. It's going to be messy. Ninja, we're going to be talking about this for a long ass time. <laughs> we got 17 years to go. Oh, and the accusations ain't even flown yet. We ain't even heard shit from her yet. We've heard nothing. All we heard was some old clips that everybody dug out and made content. Wait till the new clips come out. I'm just letting you know, man. This is going to be new, 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 new world the order. Rice Patty Podcast. He's going to be out here. You know, looking for your daughter. Your, your daughter no here. Your daughter no here. Hold on for a second. Let me get my hat. My CCP hat. You looking for your daughter. Your daughter no here. All right. <laughs> this is about to be. This is. Yep. Calculators coming out. Child support. Accusations. You think Jeannie Mai is walking away from this? Nope. So I want people to know. <laughs> you black men, you stay away. You going to be in the rice paddies. Ninja smoking cigarettes like chain smoking. All right, man, it's going to be crazy. He's going to need the whole BF, BMF to fly to Vietnam. He's going to need the whole BMF over there like, 
showing teeth, you know what I mean? He's gonna have him over there like, wait, where is it at? Niggas always gotta show they teeth. Man, this is gonna be a case study of what not to do. And we even have a woman that's gonna back this up at the end of the show. She says that we just looking to be on rotations. We just looking to be, they just happy to be on a rotation. <laughs> She's strong and independent. They just happy to be in rotations. We're going to talk about that. We got a long doom and gloom segment, and we got an even longer straggle and sniggle, and then we're going to jump right into it. So do me a favor. You're here with the best of the best, the best edutainment here on YouTube. I know possibly there might be some other people on live, but they knew better, all right? Because the King of Kings is here. I know. You're going to be bored looking at your suggestion box like, ah, I'm going to wait till Coach gets into the main event. Or you're going to miss the best part of the show. Then you're going to be like, well, I'm just not going to watch him anymore. And you're going to go to your suggestion box and nobody's going to be there. This is the best edutainment here on YouTube right now, bar none. And to do this, I want you to show some support. Hit the like button. Hit the like button. And if you're new here, subscribe. Because this story is not going to die. We're going to show you. This is now a contested divorce, officially. Now, what does that mean? We'll go over what all that means. It could just be the fact that, I mean, she simply just right now says, I disagree with some portion of this divorce. There's somewhere in there she disagrees. Now, there's probably a lot of where she disagrees with, and that's what's going to make it crazy. But uh, there's a prenup involved, and the prenup is flimsy, according to Henry Resilient. And Resilient said, this shit ain't going to fly. This nigga about to get screwed. And it was only a two-year divorce. I'm on record of saying right now, this divorce will last just as long as they were married. Yes. This divorce will last just as long as they were married. And it could possibly last even longer than their marriage. And we're really on the clock right now because he's filed. So the clock has started. They were married two years, produced one child. I'm going to call it's going to be last. This divorce is going to last longer than their actual marriage. Ninja, this is going to be a case study for you sucker for love. ninjas. Sucker for love. We call you ninjas. Uh, you lonely heart ninjas. All right. This is going to be crazy. Shout out to everybody. Blue chip mindset. There will be blue chips all along this stream. But do me a favor to contribute to the day show. Dollar sign. The notorious CGA on the cash app. Venmo. Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams, and that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, and you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel if you want your voice to be heard or just to support. We're entering into year six. We've completed five years here on YouTube, five consecutive years, and I didn't miss many days. I didn't miss many days, and I've done two-a-days for a few years. All right, so you're looking at the King of King. Man, nobody can keep up with this type of content. All right, I can't even keep up. <laughs> all right here we go let's get into the earlier contributors man all right what do we got uh let's see scrolling up albert wesker says but coach he had a prenup married a parasite he should have known uh i'm gonna talk about why men should not marry strong and independent women all right strong and independent women are for concubines at best they're for concubines at best strong and independent women are making a stand to say they're unmarriageable listen i want you men to listen, women that say they're strong and independent and they say, but, but one day I want to get married. Do not marry them. They're meant for, to be concubines. At best, at worst, they're meant to just be off on their own. You want to be off on your own, girl. You want to be off on your own, girl, girl. They meant to die alone. 
Mm. And they're like, men die alone all the time. I see you ladies, you nurses. I see you nurses. It's sad out here. And it's always a black nurse. I never see other races of nurses talk like this. It's always on black men when they die. It's so sad. I'm a nurse. I'm a nurse practitioner. I'm a RN. And I have all of these black men, no one visiting them. All right, I hear you. I see you. I see you putting down names trying to scare us on the plantation. They always trying to scare us back. You're going to die alone. No one visits them. But the old black women, everybody visiting them, the kids. I was like, yeah, because she uh, separated these kids from the daddy a long time ago. Ninja made the kid, paid all the child support, and then she alienated the shit out of the kids. So the daddy out there died alone. But by the way, they just waiting for him to die anyway. They're like, let's see if this ninja done left us something. We actually discovered this. We're cracking the code. Charleston, uh, Charleston White even had a great clip where he talked about this. They said, we really don't know the true value of men till they die. And then you find out what you're missing. Indeed. But it's life, Ninja. I'm pretty sure it's a sucky couple of days. You're resting there by yourself like no one's coming to see me, huh? Well. <laughs> I guess no one's coming to see me. I guess I'll piss in the bed again. Guess I'll piss in the bed. Hey, nurse, come change my sheets again. I pissed. <laughs> nurse throwing shit. Damn. Like, I don't want my kids to be changing my pissy-ass bed anyway. You know what I mean? Like, hi, kids. Thanks for coming to see me. I'm pissing right now on my leg. You'll have to change this bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know what to tell you. But I'm sure it sucks. But the years in between that were fantastic. I don't know, man. Look. Hey, uh, what are we doing here? Albert Wesker says, Genie told the process server, get out of here, Shrek. Indeed, shout out to you. Daniel McGee says, no mo dead weight. I am delivered, and you just became the official free agent lifestyler. Leverage and options, peace, quiet, and freedom to live my life. About to supercharge my Corvette, going from 385 horsepower to 600. Be careful. To the wheels, Reverend X, I'll give you the Uncle Earl right here, right here. I got money. <laughs> All right, here we go. Mr. Albert says, okay, fellas, October is cuffing season. Student loan payments start back. So we must stay focused. Yes, indeed. We must stay focused. Lord, have mercy. We must stay focused, brothers. We must. Yeah, we got to stay, stay focused. Fo October's cuffing season is coming up. We always tell you it's the uh, where, where you should take a femcation, right? If, you, if the girls didn't talk to you all summer, don't let them talk to you now. Because you got to hit them with that if you think you're lonely now. All right, because you know what they want to do. They like, oh, shit, holiday party coming up. I need somebody to bring to October holiday party. Do you want to go to my Halloween party? We can dress up. No, I don't want to go. So they're like, oh, shit, I better go get me a man. You know, somewhere in these Midwestern cities, it's already cold outside. It's probably about 60 degrees tops. So they're like, I need someone to cuddle with when the snow and the rain comes in. Right When my auntie starts asking me about, you still single at Thanksgiving? Oh, shit, I don't want to do that. So I got to get me a man now. Oh, who am I going to get Christmas gifts from? You know, because they can't get a man in November and get Christmas gifts in December. I've only known you for three weeks. I met you after Thanksgiving. You're definitely not getting a Christmas gift. So they got to get in there now. They got to cuff you now so they can kiss someone 
on January 1st. Yeah, they can kiss someone on January 1st. They can't meet nobody on Tinder in November and get all these things. They got to hold me now. Oh, oh, my heart. Indeed. They got to stay with me. Why won't you stay with me? <laughs> all right. They got to get this shit going now. Valentine's Day. Right after that, they're like, shit. I can't meet no one off Tinder in February, late January. I won't get a Valentine's Day. They got to cuff you now. Oh, cuff your heart. Yes, they do. They got to get you, man. <laughs> or they got to cuff you now. This is cuffing season. They got to get through the holidays with your monkey ass. Indeed. So, hey, stay vigilant. Stay vigilant out here. Shout out to Mr. Albert and shout out to Freeman that says disappointed. I thought it was New Weave. Wednesday, it is New Eve Wednesday out here. Shout out. We got a new, 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 new world order. We got to, we got to, we got to begin. We got to, we got to actually figure out a day for the sisters. ACDC says, afternoon coach, since we don't have a day for the sisters, how about Wicked Weave Wednesdays in the building? All right. He says, got to sing sister to soften them up first, though. Yeah, I don't want to diss the sisters. All right. I don't want to diss sisters. You know what I mean? Dissing them is like low hanging fruit for me. I be seeing the content creators, they be going in on black women. I'll be like, damn, ninja, like you going in on them. Like, but they like, there's not that many of them. <laughs> like, like, why are you aiming at them? Like, it's low-hanging fruit. Like, you know, there's not that many of them in the United States. And then a lot of them are straggles. I mean, they're going nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they're going nowhere. Like, where are they going, actually? Like, you'd be better off just ignoring them at this point. <laughs> just anyway, man, it's too easy. It's too easy to pick on them. Like, they just really, like, be setting themselves up. They literally like the bowling pins of jokes. They're like the bowling pin of jokes. Like, you got the bowling alley, you be like, let me get my ball. <sighs> Knock them down. You just chill there for a second. The machine will pick the pins right back up. You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're back up take your ball roll it down kaploom chill for a second they set themselves back up again wow <laughs> like you can keep going as long as you plunk down the money they keep setting themselves up all right so why why even why even <laughs> but i will talk about them later on today but i listen i also talked about vietnam ccp hats so don't get so sensitive don't get so sensitive. Uh, I don't know, man, what says you, my guy, CGA, but all your accents is trash. <laughs> but that's what's going to make it funny. I'm going to go down in history with the worst impressions and accents of all time, and it'll be funny. L Boogie says your broadcast last night of the woman going $100,000 in debt to make that lame-ass art had me rolling. You and KS before he passed are the only advocates that I can listen to daily. Love the content. Shout out to you. All right. I was crying on that stream last night. I made myself laugh. Brandon Foster, coach, did you hear the Kirk Franklin story? Ninja just found out who his father was. Mother has been lying for over 40 years. Send it. The devouring mother. Sad story. I did hear about the story. I haven't watched the show. So I'm going to have to catch up on the show. But apparently I heard that the man volunteered his DNA to prove that he was the father. 
In fact, he proved that he was 99% the father. Then even, and then even when Kirk Franklin allegedly confronted the mother with the DNA results, she said that the guy was lying. Uh. Man, dude, when it comes to this parental alienation thing, the black community, I mean, listen, low-hanging fruit, has been ruined by parental alienation. People think it's single motherhood. It's not. We got to change our mindset. It is actually parental alienation that has ruined the black community because if we say single motherhood, then that convicts the mother all of a sudden. They'll get defensive. But if you reframe the argument and say, actually, it's parental alienation because then you can say you can still be in a couple. You can still have a two-parent household, and we can prove parental alienation. We can prove, to, prove paternity fraud is rampant in these communities, in these poor communities, and we can prove that parental alienation is, in fact, right, even if there's a single mother, she's still alienating the, the father. All right, so it's sad. Ennis saw a clip on Fawcett Media of a registered nurse named Keisha that works in a senior, senior home that claims she's been seeing men turn old and die alone that KS is lying. She's not lying. <laughs> I mean, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Men been dying alone since the beginning of time. Okay, what we have to understand is, I don't know what you guys want. Like, what, guys, what do you want? What, what, what do you want for life? I'm a, you got to ask yourself this. You know how many men have died on battlefields? Just kitty pop pop. Buried, they became part of the dirt and the earth. And they probably was no longer than, older than 13 to 18. Just kitty pop pop. Became part of the earth. Millions of men died alone. Millions. Now, not many men sit up in a bed somewhere. Not many men sit up in a, in a bed somewhere, okay? And they died on another man's turf, okay? But here's the deal. What you ninjas think is going to happen. <laughs> He's just breaking it. This is what you think is going to happen. You're going to be there, and you're going to slip and fall. You're going to be halfway between a coma and vegetable, or you're going to have some sort of consciousness, and here's what you're going to think is going to happen. Beep. 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 Now, in that time, you hear that machine going beep and the piano playing. You think your children are going to be standing over you Father, you've been such a wonderful influence over my life. You allowed me to become the man I've needed to become. Thank you for being there from zero to 17 and never talking negatively about my mother. Thanks for paying all your child support. Thank you for becoming the, making me become the man I needed to be and I will ever eternally be grateful to you. Thank you. Uh, my, your dear son, Father, forever, forever, rest in peace. <laughs> Ninjas think it's going to happen. The wife going to be standing over you. Father, my hubby, my eternal man, the only man I've let penetrate my body. I will never let another man touch my pubic hairs or lick me up and down. Let me tell you, 
for the last 75 years we've been married. I've eternally pledged my body and my flesh and my mind and my soul and my spirit to you and you alone. And I'm going to spend every penny you saved on my new pool boy. All right. You be thinking your daughter going to be like, Father, as you rest there with that cancer, metastasizing and rotting your body away, pissing all on the carpets and the sheets, as you got this wet nurse wiping your rear end, Father, I want to tell you, I'll never join OnlyFans. I'll never be a skeezer. I'll never let Spicy Red or Icy Spicy ever influence me or that fat girl Lizzo. I'll never do these things and I will not waste your money that you saved for me. Now piss on yourself. Beep! Like this. <laughs> That's what ninjas, you gonna die low, right? <laughs> All right? Come on, man. All right, come on, man. What you think about to happen? Ninja, most of y'all won't even know you in the hospital. You all... You fell off the ladder trying to clear clear out the uh <laughs> the gutter, the rain gutters, ninja. This ain't general hospital, ninja. I mean, look, it's gonna be a sad three three days to three months. Sure, you'll be like, damn, it's lonely. They'd be like, Father, somebody said, Can you give me your account number, your password to your computer, and your routing number? They try to get your fingerprint to sign in. They putting the phone in your face so your bank account will unlock. Man. <laughs> this ain't no soap opera ninja. Let me get to the show. I just have to set people straight, man. They just want a soap opera, man. Everybody, there ain't no bunk beds for this. This is a solo casket. This has been a solo mission for the entire time. Solo mission. All right. If you help some people out along the way, you help them. You know what they're trying to do is scare you back on the plantation. Like, 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 what is the woman going to do there? She's going to visit you sitting there while you diarrhea all over yourself. Nurse. He diarrhea on himself again. <laughs> Just. If I'm out here getting skinny. Right, rotten out where I don't want to eat or drink no water no more. Let me die. What do I want? Some people around watching me weighing 73 pounds as they figure out I got all kind of STDs. Oh, damn, your daddy got all kind of STDs. <laughs> all right, come on, man. Yep. My my 23-year-old Filipina nurse pushing papers in front of me, like, sign this. <laughs> that's the way to go out fellas man plus man come on man all my sugar babies coming in oh damn it's really happening did you leave me something behind please y'all lucky look most of you gen z and millennials lucky you ain't being clapped on a field somewhere in a desert storm somewhere in afghanistan like you made it, Ninja. You made it. You could have been clapped out there in a in a better in a worse time in our world. You could have been sent to war. Please. Mm. <laughs> All right, side this. Let's get to the show, man. Ace, this is already doom and gloom, so let's get to some more doom and gloom. How about that? 
All right, let's brighten up your let's brighten up your day with a little bit of doom and gloom, CGA. All right, we do this for entertainment. All right, we do this for entertainment, and the entertainment this is the best entertainment, man. Do me a favor, strike that like button if you like this info. All right, plan your life not around you dying. All right, just get some life insurance and live it up until those three days show up, until the Undertaker shows up. All right, but anyway, what do we got on Doom and Gloom CGA? Uh, let's talk about that money. Here's some blue chips for you. By the way, CGA predicted this. I hate to keep patting myself on the back, but I'll make some current updated predictions for the next five years. It's not good. All right, it's going to be more Doom and Gloom. All right, House Poor is back. The new normal for the foreseeable future. Didn't I tell you? Ninjas was like, what's wrong with buying a house? I'm like, because y'all ninjas going to mess up the market. <laughs> right? House Poor is back. The new normal for the foreseeable future. They're even saying this is what it's going to be. And one of the reasons why is them interest rates are not coming back to what they did um, right before um, Donald Trump got into office, right? It was down to zero. It was a, a pretty much free money. I mean, 1%, 2%. Um, but now we're up. There's people that have loans at 11%, 12%. I mean, it's disgraceful. It's despicable. Not only that, people are just waiting for the housing market to collapse. It's probably not going to collapse where the prices are going to come down on a fire sale. So it's just going to stagnate. That's where we are right now. People are stagnant. And that's what I warned young men about because when you buy a house and you enter a market like this, I've seen it three times already. What people do is they they stagnate and all of their money seems to be in their house and they have no other money anywhere else. So when you're stagnant, you can't move. You're not flexible. I've seen people when the, when the um, 2007, 2008, 2009 market crash, I knew a guy that just bought a condo. He still owns that condo. But he got he bought that condo, but then he got married and then he had kids. Those kids are now about to graduate from high school, and he can barely move that condo. He can't sell it. Um, he, he eventually moved out of it, so he's renting it. But he can't. He was stagnant. Like, if he didn't get married, he couldn't move because that was his only, that was his only uh, real estate. That was his only worth right there. So you become stagnant. But what, what happens is when you become stagnant, you look up, 15 years are gone. 15 years are gone. And you didn't make a move all because of one reason, that house. And people are, that's what people are going to be in now. So people aren't being able to sell that easy. People aren't able to buy that easy. So then people are going to look up and they got to put in five and 10 years, no movement, no movement. You're just stuck there. Now, if you like to be in Tupelo, Mississippi, if you love to be in Des Moines, Iowa, in Boise, Idaho, and you like to be stuck there, fine. And you know, you're going to live there and die there. Good. But this is what this market has created. It created a fury of people just going in, thinking that we're going to get a deal. Interest rates jumped up. Even if you have a good deal, let's just say you have a good deal. You're like, well, I got a 2% mortgage. I got 2% interest rate. I'm good. I'm locked in. You sure are locked in, Ninja. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I bought my house for $225,000. It's worth $600,000. Okay. Sell it. Sell it. Sell your house right now, Mr. $600,000. See, that's what they're saying in the article. You're just house poor. All your worth is in that house. And even though you have equity, you can't sell. Can't sell it. Because I, I challenge you to sell it. I challenge you to cash out now. But when you, ca when you, cash, when you cash out, where are you moving to? 
Where are you going to move? That's the question next. Where are you moving to now? You're going to be renting again, Mr. I, I bought a house, or you're moving to Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're doing. These houses about to get repoed, reverse mortgage. This is going to be a catastrophe. Because <laughs> right? you can't buy a new house at an 18% interest rate and at the top of the market because now you have no equity. So you got to go down and try to sell it. Ninjas ain't even buying it. So <laughs> this is what I've been telling people, warning you. But now that you see it in real time, because a lot of people can't see it when I'm describing it. All right. They can't when I'm describing it and the market's good. People are like, no, no, no. But now you see it. Now you see it. And this is the market you're in. I've been in these markets before. So now you just got to have a whole bunch of house poor people. Even the people that bought, even the people that have equity, even the people that got 2%, 3% interest rates, they just locked in, okay? Mm. They ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and I called it, told you, and that's where we are. But, you know, not all real estate purchases are bad. Just the dumbasses that do it. And, a lot, and trust me, a lot of dumbasses are doing it. Let's take you to this doom and gloom right here. Apparently, I haven't, re I haven't played the whole video, but let's look at some more people complaining about the position we're in as if they should be surprised. All right, here we go right here. This video, and I'll be right back. But I'm finding myself in a position now where we're making more money than we've ever made, and we are literally the brokest we've ever been. Brokest we've ever brokest been. Brokest we've ever been. Brokest we've ever been. But I'm making the most money I ever had my entire life. My husband and I, between the two of us, gross, make like over $80,000 a year. And if you told me a few years ago that $80,000 a year was not going to be enough for a family of four. I make more than what I made back in 2015. But I am still literally living paycheck to paycheck. I have to work 60 hours a week and make $80,000 a year to make ends meet. That's insane. I just, I can't even begin to wrap my head around it. Financially, I just, I don't understand anymore. I don't understand how I make $34 an hour and I can't function. I can't function, I can't pay my bills. There's nothing in my life that I can look forward to long-term. Like I can find things that excite me or make me happy or that I'm thankful for in my day-to-day -day life, but there's nothing in the long run that feels worth it. I shouldn't be struggling. We make enough money that I shouldn't be struggling. What Watch this. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. Yeah. Um, listen, I told you this was coming. I warned you guys. And they was out there doing the stanky leg when they voted Biden in. All right, remember Orange Man bad? Yeah. Well, he had the interest rates down to 2%, 3%. Everybody had unemployment going crazy. No, un Nobody was unemployed. People were working. Okay. But uh, all of that money went and sent to Ukraine, and y'all niggas out here wondering what happened. Hey, man, listen. I can't feel sorry. Plus, with the effects of feminism. See, this whole thing is, we earn more than men. All right, yeah, but how is that working out for you? Mm. All right, because you probably spend more than men. But this is the, this is the, this is the, uh, the oxygen thief knuckle dragger shit that I love now. I'm eating this up. 
I love it. <laughs> he says, I love it. I'm like, damn, you asked for all of this. And by the way, somebody made a good point. He was like, no, this is what, you know, this is what the powers that be have wanted. And I said, yes, but they gave you the illusion of choice. You still chose it. But they actually made the choice to look like the better choice. Oh, look, look at this poor old feeble, feeble, feeble man right here. He's the good guy. That guy right there, the brash, arrogant guy, bad guy. And that's not the only choice. I'm not making it about Trump or Biden. Obviously, you saw the economy go to hell when Biden got in. But it's not just about him. There's been a lot of choices that you've made. Strong and independent, single mother. And, uh, you know, even even my family, I told people, man, y'all better tighten your belt. And don't think you can do it alone. Don't get cocky. Told my kids, hey, I know you're at the time where you want to Spread your wings, but this ain't the time. All right? Don't get, don't get froggy. This is not the time to act like you can do it all your own. Now, me, on the other hand, I'm the big dog. All right? I can do shit like this. But most of everybody else cannot. So it was time for family. It was time to draw closer. It was time to put away the bullshit. It was time to stop fighting over petty bullshit. It's time to get together, hunker down, okay, get the economy going. But no. Nobody wanted to do that shit. Everybody was, thought they had it figured out, and this is where they are. But so I don't feel sorry for people. I don't. I don't at all, even if I was in that position. All right, what about this? This is another indicator of the economy going to shit. The divorces are skyrocketing amongst the aging boomers. What? So much for not dying alone. I mean, listen. The aging boomers, population reaching the age of 72, 73. You're going to die alone. You better get married now. Well, how's that working out? Mm. <laughs> All right. You can leave it up to the boomers to divorce each other at the last second. Why are these guys divorcing? You got, you got people between the age of 56 and, or 57 and 72 cutting bait. These are life changes. Somebody going homeless. Somebody's going homeless. I'll read it. With the most splits of any generation, older adults spur the great divorce revolution you're gonna die alone right new, 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 new world order. and i've been telling you about this for at least five years celebrating here about the gray divorce september 6 2023 this is a current article this is current all right uh says right here it says the late in life divorce isn't usual unusual in fact research has found that the boomers are divorcing more than any other generation. So much for dying alone. New, 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 new world order. Okay. The rates tripled from 1990 to 2001. I'm sorry, 2021. Okay. The most divorced generation. All right. So the whole thing about dying alone, you better get married now. These are all generation X women, 40, 45, single mothers, still with an eight-year-old, crumb snatching ass, snotty nose, nappy-headed ass kid that they want you to double down on. And then, guys, you can't marry these women. They're going to divorce you fast. They're going to divorce you. They're going to divorce you within two years or at least at the end when they get to 65. They're going to divorce you. Like, look, come on, man. It's it's crazy. So don't lean on the fact that you're going to think you're 33. You're like, I better get married so I don't die alone. All right. (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, The economy will spur this. Also, uh, people are living longer and uh, people are aging pretty well. Women are like, hey, I'm 65. I still look good. Now, she she looks shitty, but she looks good for her age. 
you have STI skyrocketing in this in this um, older elderly people. Yes, these people are elderly. Okay, you have them skyrocketing, and then the man's he's going to retire, or he's trying to retire and set settle down. There goes his retirement money. There goes her retirement money. You also have this aging group of people. The women are now saying, "I'm going to slow down with the work." Okay, but this guy has house. We got we got money in this house. We're losing that tight money. The economy always spurs these issues. All right, let's get to the next thing right here. Speaking of more evictions, what did I tell you? I'm going to keep proving this right. These hoes ain't winning. All right, I told you, man, they are not winning. That, not even the government's willing to help these people out. So I don't like government. Uh, That's why I don't like to uh, depend on the government. Let's let's let this play right here. Denise, since the start of COVID, landlords have had a lot of trouble getting rid of tenants who don't pay. But over the last few weeks, that's changed. Did you feel like you got lucky today? Yes, I did. It was 25-year-old Imani Robinson's lucky day. And that there was a default sometime between April and May. Months behind Um, in her rent and late to her hearing, Robinson was at the mercy of the Clark County Eviction Court Hearing Master, Amy Ferreira. I am going to allow her to come and participate in the proceeding. That proceeding... All right, take a look here, man. Take a look. This is the normal average stragnesia. All right, 25-year-old straggle. We're not even on straggle and sniggle yet. 25-year-old straggle, months behind on rent, talking shit about broke ninjas. I'm pretty sure. All right, I'm pretty sure. But then she comes late to her hearing, her eviction hearing. Luckily, the judge let her off or her commissioner let her off. Not only that, look how she's dressed. Like, she completely must have not even remembered. <laughs> she must have not remembered. She just threw her wig on top of her head and skedaddled all the way to the hearing. Like, I better get over there. Ay, 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 man. Your rent's due, ma'am. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Remember when we were telling you this and dudes are trying to tell you these hoes winning? No, dude, I'm just letting you know they're not out here. They struggling. All right, let's continue. It could have spelled the end of that tenancy for Robinson and her two young children. But her landlord agreed to let her stay because she has a rental assistant application pending. All right, so she's staying because she has a rental assistant application pending, which could take a whole year. So these poor people who rent these houses out, I tell you, I would never rent to a straggle. I would never rent to a single mother straggle at that. All right, because she probably got plenty of weed at the crib. All right, but up, but up, but up, but here's the deal. These poor landlords who need income don't have income because they rolled the dice on these people, man. I tell you, man, I'm a little bit more cutthroat when it comes to this. I couldn't be no landlord. I get all kind of hood and housing and discrimination <laughs> lawsuits. I would know. <laughs> let's continue. But they didn't have to, especially since the COVID rule expired. There is no requirement that a landlord waits on a pending rental assistance application because that particular legislation expired. However, however, Robinson's landlord is willing to wait for that rental assistance to kick in, giving Robinson another chance. Did you think you were going to get thrown out today? Yes, I did. And she wouldn't be alone. All right. So, uh, man, these are some what in the hell is going these are some thick, odd body. Why is everybody so plump these days? These are so plump. All right. They smashable, but good Lord, people plump as hell these days. All right. So um, as you can see on the far side, that is going to be the respondent or that is going to be the defendant. And the near side woman, the pog, all right, she's going to be the person that's bringing the case forward. All right. So um, on behalf of whoever, tenants or whatnot. Now, there's another straggle on the other end. All right, another one. 
and she got a handbag, a weave, she got her dress on, and she cannot pay her rent. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Dude, I'm telling you, they don't be winning out here, fam. They don't be winning, especially when they age up. 25 and up, they start piling L's. Last month, eviction filings in the county went up to over 4,200 from 4,084 in July. And the number of evictions granted also went up to almost 3,200 from 2,954 the prior month. And lately, if you don't pay your rent and you don't have uh -oh. a legal excuse, the court won't listen. All right, sir. Uh, so they had a Reed and Rainbow Ninja up in there. I tell you, man, them liberals, man. <laughs> listen, I always told you ninjas. Didn't I tell you, black men, you need to stop going to these marches and these parades and these activation activist places because your team looking shoddy, irresponsible. That's why they out there marching and screaming because they're irresponsible. They... But now it's a reading rainbow ninja up in there talking about I can't pay my rent neither. What the hell? You better get out here in these streets and go do something, bro. In these streets? You gotta go shake a leg or something. I can go twice as high. <laughs> Did you see him sitting up in there? Oh my goodness. This is terrible, man. We gotta watch out for him, man. Look, let's get your shit together because it's no Kyle. it's no joke out here. All right, what else do we got? Hey, another one. Another one. This is a long doom and gloom. I know, man. I'll brighten up your day with straggle and sniggle. Look, 78% of Americans say they're willing to go into pet debt. Man, send it, brother. Here's how to pay for any pet emergency. And we got to put pets in. You know, we've, we've traded pets. We've traded children for pets. I've been saying this since 2019. <laughs> We're, we now have doggy moms. We all have pets. Pet mom. You wouldn't go in debt for your child. You'll go in debt for your pet. Like, come on, fam. I love my dog and all, but I'm certainly not going to go under. This is crazy. We have our priorities all jacked up in this world. Jacked up. All right. What do we got here? Who, According to this guy right here, he's going to give you, uh, we got two more things here. Yeah, we got two more things. All right. The tattoo apocalypse. All right. Tattoo artists are struggling. Tattoo artists are struggling. Uh, several markets, several places, several workers will tell you where this market is going. It is time to tighten up, you know, for a lot of people and get their priorities straight. No dead weight. Tattoo artists, sex workers, strippers. These are the first people. Personal trainers, people that depend on discretionary income. Okay. Tattoos are partly discretionary income. Hookers, strippers. All right, sex workers, sugar babies. This is discretionary income. Now, what people will do is they'll say, oh, I lost my job or I'm struggling. Let me become a stripper. Wrong time, baby. Same thing is, uh, hey, the market sucks right now or the market's about to tank. Let me become a real estate agent. Mm. Probably not, <laughs> right? You lost your job, you become a real estate agent, but there's nothing moving, okay? You want to be a tattoo artist where people use discretionary income to pay for tattoos. The market tightens up. People say, I don't need a tattoo today. And so this, this uh, Reddit is from Current 17 hours ago, and they're basically having a discussion as to why people are, they're losing bookings. The rest of S September is booked, but in October, it says right here, I have one appointment. Okay, this time last year in October, I was booked. It says right here, basically, is anyone else seeing having this issue? Okay, if you work in a job that has discretionary income, you better make some adjustment, adjustments. Um, but, you know, in good markets, when people have money to flow, those jobs seem to do very well. 
not so much in this in this sector. So watch out for that. Pay attention to that detail. Last one. Last one. This guy's going to talk about the what, what the middle class people actually are. And I agree. Watch out if you're middle class. I told you the middle is nowhere to be. If you didn't get a raise yesterday, you took a pay cut today. All right. And he's going to uh, iron out and acknowledge a couple of these points. This is a blue chip. This is a blue chip. Pay close attention if you're a young man or woman. What would you say is the biggest difference that separates the middle class from the wealthy? Unfortunately, a lot of people in the middle class got stuck there. And in America today, it's my opinion that you're almost better off being really poor than middle class because there's a lot of benefits for the poor and the rich have all the privilege. The middle class kind of gets stuck there where they're not getting the free college for their kids or the free tuition and they're not getting financial aid. and It's hard for them. But they kind of got stuck there because a lot of them were taught when you're very young that, you know, listen, you're young, you, you go to school, you get a good job, you know, you save money, you buy a house, you pay the house off, and then you retire with the pension. And that just didn't happen. And I think your generations figured that out, but my generation was sold a different story and my parents' generation for sure. So the middle class kind of got stuck into that belief and now a lot of them are in their 60s and 70s and they're sitting there with no money, no resources, uh, social security, which is anemic, and they're saying, oh my God, what did I do? So it's upon the young generation now to see this and know that's not gonna work. So what used to work 100 years ago doesn't work today. You need to take responsibility for yourself. Yeah, take responsibility for yourself. You know, the good old days where you could just get married and depend on and grow and build wealth, not many people are doing that. The good old days where you can go to college and the mind was a terrible thing to waste, really, that's gone now. I mean, unless you're in STEM or something specific, it's pretty much gone. And we see people going, well, I don't know what to do, and they'll go back to college and get a $60,000 degree online from DeVry, from University of Phoenix, adding to the problem. But the middle class basically is eroding, and they're stuck there. They're stuck. So you've seen a lot of people, even boomers, Gen Xers, they're stuck. They can't move. And you're also seeing a lot of Gen Xers trying to get into coding. They're trying to find a way to actually adapt to the new world. But this is a brave new world. They told you it was. They called it Build Back Better. Now, we're in a whole new type of world here. We got immigration. We got a lot of things happening. So you have to adapt, adapt or die, adapt or die. You can't say I've done the right thing. I was I I did what I was told to do and it ain't working like these. These people here. Let me see if I can pull them up. These people here are saying I did what I was supposed to do. I got a job. I was strong and independent. I didn't need no man. I'm self-sufficient. I go to work. I plug, clock in, clock out. Yeah. But that doesn't work anymore. It doesn't. Even entertainers are going through this right now. Entertainers are going through this. Where they're like, we're not getting any residuals. They're not paying us for streaming. The writers of enter- in the entertainment industry, they're saying, essentially they're saying, look, we're not getting paid what we should. In the past, We used to get residuals when we wrote the script. We used to get our name on the credits. And then the actors are like, hey, we we put in this work. Now they sold our show and they're streaming it everywhere. Guess what? They didn't adapt. They didn't adapt. Now they missed out. Now what's happening? The streamers and the YouTubers, except for me, are making the money. And they're making way more money than these entertainers ever made. So you're seeing Kai Sinat pulling in hundreds of thousands of dollars a day. Now the entertainer is still looking at us like we ain't shit. 
You you just an Instagrammer. You ain't shit. My mom's text me. My mom's text me yesterday. My mom's text me yesterday. She was like, hey, remember that guy that used to show me talking about child support? And I was like, yeah. She was like, I see him on Netflix. And I don't remember who he she was talking about. But I used to show her a person that's doing, um that he used to make videos on Facebook about child support. And then I was like, who is she talking about? And then she, I was like, get the name of the guy. She said, Country Wayne. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, Country Wayne, yeah. So back in about 2016, I would show my mom this guy, Country Wayne. And what Country Wayne was doing is he would take his cell phone. He would take his phone and he would record it just like this, kind of like what everybody's trying to do today. He would record himself. And when he was recording himself, that was not what people were doing for entertainment. Like people weren't doing that. Like we're all doing it now. But he was doing it and he was ahead of the curve. And he was just him and he was just recording himself. Now he's doing Netflix specials, okay? And he's making a lot of money doing streaming. Well, the problem is, the problem is, I mean, that's, it probably took him seven, eight years to get to that point. But the people who are in the industry are not going to do what Country Wayne did to get there. Like where you got to load a video up every day and you got to upload and do your setup and you got to sit there every day trying to build up an audience. Those guys, guys ain't going to do it. The only people who have somewhat done this successfully in the entertainment industry and came over here is um, Cameron and Mace. They're the only ones that went from we were in the industry, now we're on streaming. Okay, there's other people that have done it. And now you're seeing more of them trying to jump over here. Will Smith did it as well. But I, we saw during the pandemic, a lot of celebrities try to jump over here, but they couldn't keep up. They couldn't keep up because this is real work. This shit right here, we don't have a team. This is real work. So them celebrities put up a video here, a video there, and flopped. They were like, man, that shit is just too much to do. Yeah, because this shit is not easy. And so now when people are doing it, now you're seeing them come over and go, okay, teach me how to do it. Or they'll build a team and they'll hire people, cameramen. They'll do it like the Hollywood people do, but they won't make a lot of money out of it. They won't make a lot of money because they got to do this shit every day. Yeah, Joe Budden as well. Joe Budden, Joe Budden again. Yeah, Gilbert Arenas. You're seeing, by the way, this also happened to Instagram, just so you guys know. Instagram was the same way. Before Instagram, celebrities would not jump on Instagram. I don't know if you guys were old enough to remember this. Before, there, before on Instagram, celebrities still use their publicists to put out details. They still would go to restaurants and they would act like the pov- they didn't know the Pavarotti was out there taking pictures. Oh, I'm at this restaurant. I'm at the Ivy in, in Hollywood and all the Pavarotti's are bothering me. And then what happened? Yeah, because they're fake ass people, right? But then what happened? Snoop Dogg changed the game. Snoop Dogg went on Instagram. But before that, all the Instagram people were famous. There were no celebrities on Instagram. None. Okay? So now the celebs are figuring out, we need to come over here. We need to come over here because this is where it's at. Instead of waiting for your residual check, you can come over here and get it. So times are even changing for the celebrity where they have to adapt or they'll die. All right, and so a lot of them are doing it now, and they're actually, when, when this happens, if you are a person that wants to start your own podcast, 
you're late to the game because now the celebrities figured out it's over here. And once the celebrities come over here, they'll build an audience faster. And it's going to be harder for the normal person to get in here and go mainstream. Remember, Kevin Samuels, Abby and Preach did not blow up until the pandemic. And they went here. They was knocking their head, knocking their head. I think I have on my main channel the amount of subscribers that Abby and Preach had in 2020. Okay. Now they have a million and a half. But they have what I have today. Now, I didn't benefit from the pandemic because I got demonetized during the pandemic. So timing sucked for me. But I still hear plugging it away. But, guys, really, you got to adapt or die. You got to adapt. If you don't adapt, you're going to be left behind. That is the main point of what I want to tell you. And you got to get in and adapt before the celebrities and the normies figure it out. You got it? Got it. All right, we back in here. Let me get to the PayPal, the Venmos, and the Cash Apps, and all of the people. Thank you for the contributions to today's show. That was a blue chip moment. Even though it was doom and gloom, man, I be trying to get y'all so much game. I be trying to give y'all so much game out here. It's ridiculous. All right, shout out to, uh, shout out to, who, who is this here? We got uh, Paris Francais. He says, showing support. And congratulations on the five years. Randy is back in here. Mm-hmm. Congratulations on the five years, Mr. Adams. Well, thank you very much. Indeed, I appreciate that. Okay, Daddy. Indeed. Shout out to KT says, trap or tie. <laughs> trap or tie. <laughs> I heard somebody put that trap or tie. All right, hold your head, Jeezy. He about, Jeezy's about to get pounded. All right, because really, Jeannie Mai is ghetto. <laughs> like, she act like everybody, she's uppity, uppity, and they watching my show right now. One of them are watching my show right now. All right, Jeannie Mai probably watching my show like, who is this ninja think he is? Because she always trying to, she always trying to put ninjas in their place. She's like, I'm bigger and better than him. I'm on a TV show where I read a teleprompter. All right. <laughs> so Jeannie Mai pissed. Hey, Jeannie Mai. Jeannie Mai, she really ghetto. All right, so yeah. She go about to show this ninja a whole strag. She about to show, she about to show Jeezy a whole strag. All right, at this point. <laughs> all right, anyway, shout out to Wilder Bear. says, happy anniversary, coach. Here's to health, wealth, and the next five years. We here, brothers. We here for the next five years. PJ Throwaway, shout out to the eight-time demonetized champion, five years strong. Indeed, thank you, brother. JT says, five-year anniversary. Five-year anniversary. I bet on the Lions now, and I'm broke. Bet you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Yeah. Dead, flat, stony broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. Indeed, yeah. Did you bet on the Lions? I told you not to bet on the Lions. Somebody said, Lonnie Love watching me. I know comedians. Man, my, if you go by my Instagram, if you go by my Instagram, trust me, um, Hollywood knows who I am. Hollywood knows who I am. The media knows who I am. All right, so it's crazy. Um, but uh, if, if you look at people who follow me on the gram, they know CGA. And they know I'm the best entertainment here on YouTube. Hit the like button. Hit the like button. Give me a thousand likes. Give me the like. Don't pass the scroll. All right, look, man, we're here to entertain. 
We got Macaroni Tony. He says, you always give out the sauce. As the young bulls say, he says, but always remember hydrolite under a bushel. I know, man. I got to expose myself sometimes. All right. I got to expose myself. My old ass is going to be like, Jimmy got so Jimmy got so Jimmy got Jimmy. Jimmy got so by the end of this, like 10 years later, I'm going to be like, <laughs> by the end of this, I'm going to be dancing up there. Pulling down my pants. It's going to be ridiculous. I got to expose myself. I can't hide the light. I can't hide the light. I'm demonetized for a reason. Ninja, they going to come after me. You know, they going to drag a fat white woman out and be like, CGA did something ridiculous to me. I'm going to be like, shit. Because I did it. It was consensual, though. <laughs> all right, here we go right here. You know what I mean? I can't keep all of this in. I got to share it with the world's sisters. Sisters, check out my chocolatey skin. If you want the recipe to, uh, to, to get your skin like me, I'm 47 years old, y'all. I actually about to turn 48 next month. Look at me. I'm about to be 50 years old. Guys, you hope you look like me when you're 50. Look at my skin, ladies. Look at it. Look at it. I don't even have a skincare sponsorship, but ladies, if you want the special skin serum, I don't use the skin serum, but it's within me. I have a special in the back of the classroom for the CGA skin serum treatment. If anybody wants, uh, lady, this is for the ladies only. So on the ladies only. Um, if, if any ladies want the skin serum treatment, see me in the back. All right. All right. Shout out to, uh, Shout out to Mr. Kirk Smith. Says, Coach Greg started watching first Fresh and Fit after watching you torch Hafiz with the Reverend X treatment. Realize you are the truth. Your locals group is much needed. Never get married. Free agent lifestyle truly is the undefeated way for a man to live a great life. And it's free agent lifestyle for life. You can't stop it. You can't stop it. Can't stop it. You can only hope to contain it. The free agent lifestyle is the future. It's the future. Dude, I'm going to be dead, and the free agent lifestyle will still go on without me. For real. It's it. It will. It will. All right. <laughs> we got, we got, we're going to call you Mr. Double L. Laurent. Laurent says, watching your show for a year, it's time to give back. Had a debate with a friend who hooked up with his boss thinking he was winning. He thinks the sex was free. Worse, she's married to a multi-millionaire with a son. His model is Alpha F's Beta Bucks. Uh, it's his boss, too? Ninja trying to die over some peace leave. I'm just... <laughs> shout out to Kurt. And shout out to all the people who found me on other platforms, on, on the, uh, the valuetainment, torching Hafiz. Where you at, Hafiz? He been quiet lately. He been quiet. Shout out to Fresh and Fit. All right, I'll do more collabs in the future. I will. But thank you all for joining me over here, man. And uh, PayPal, I will get to you, man. All right, I will get to you. I'm going to get it here because we got Straggle and Sniggle coming up. I'm going to catch up on a few that's donated like an hour ago to the Baby Mama Terrorist Fund. This is not income. IRS at the door. All right, what do we got? I got a couple here I'm going to get, and then we'll get on. Uh, Francis says, Coach, I was dying with the monkeys at the JUCO. The female monkey was saying, I'm in a bind ape. I'm in a bind Here's ape. a clip from Dave Ramsey for your next doom and gloom. All right, I'm going to check that out right there. 
All right, monkeys buying sex from, uh, this is crazy. All right, we live in a monetized, what did I tell you? We're going to go to polyamory. We're going to a monetization of sexual and relationships. And we're going to doom and gloom. I mean, everything I've talked about for the last five years is coming true. Yo, we got these long-ass PayPals, man. <laughs> All right, long-ass PayPals. Because I'm so behind, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Anyway. Anyway. But, but, hey, guys, just so you know, the sexual marketplace has been monetized. But I'm going to tell you, that's going to come back to haunt. It's going to come back to haunt us. Right? All these OnlyFans girls and these sugar babies and all of these girls, women getting married to, I want an eight-figure guy. All of these women are going to be victims in the next 10 years. It's how it works. It's how it works. They're going to be suing OnlyFans. They're going to be suing they sugar daddy. All these sugar daddies that ran through all of these girls and they got their body count up 100 and it cost them $5,000. These girls are going to be going crazy with sexual assault claims. And how do I know this? It happened to Bill Cosby. That's what happened to Bill Cosby. I hope y'all know. Like he was partying with those girls. Some of those girls were hookers. Some of them girls got paid. Some of them girls were jock sniffers and celebrity hounds. Some of these girls were playmates. These girls, some of these girls were models, yacht girls, all these yacht girls. Same thing. That's exactly what happened to Bill Cosby. He was like, damn, I paid you 25 bucks and gave you some party drugs. <laughs> right? It's going to be happening, man. We got to protect our neck out here. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Straggle and Sniggle Theater, we're back. My camera's acting up. I might have to get the backup camera out, but we got more straggles and sniggles. Be prepared to laugh, ladies and gentlemen. Girl math from the thick pog right here. Let's see what happens when you think narrow mindedly and you don't use a calculator. Let's go with it right here. Let's see what she's got to say. Let's get her tuned up. There's 10 billion people on Earth, and Elon Musk has $200 billion. Can't he just give each person $1 billion? And here's the twist. He will still have $190 billion left over. Isn't that concerning? What that mean? All right, uh, my calculator is a little broke here, but I'm going to try to calculate exactly what she's saying. Judging from what she's talking about here, she must be talking about scale weight. Because that did not make sense. Like, What that mean? Okay, hold on. What you want, what, what you're saying is, that, first of all, let's deal with the socialist mindset. What you're saying is, it's unfair that Elon Musk has a lot of money. Okay, first of all, it's not unfair. It's a free market. Second of all, it sucks if you don't have the money and he does. Third of all, you're suggesting he just gives it away. Fourth of all, your math is off. He won't have $190 million left over or billion left over. All right, everything's off about this. But why are you so, so concerned with his money? Why do you think he should give away, what, a billion to each? What are we doing here? Mm. What are we doing? This girl math is out of control. Bam. This, this is not accurate. If there's 10 billion people on Earth and Elon Musk has $200 billion, can't he just give each person $1 billion? And here's the twist. He will still have $190 billion left over. Isn't that concerning? I hope this is satire. I hope this is satire. But you can never know these days. People are making some good-ass skits. People are making some good-ass skits. 
But uh, it looks like she's in college and she's getting a degree. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. This whole idea that rich people are supposed to solve poor people's problems is concerning. It's concerning that you think if someone gives you, let, let me just put it like this, because I, this is the reparations argument. I know this is going to get mad, but I don't care. I'm going to talk about a blonde white girl and it's still going to go over your head. If you give everybody the same dollar, you just devalue the dollar. I know it's going to seem weird, but we're still on the same play playing field level. <laughs> we're still, we still on the same level. Yeah. Now we have poor billionaires. Let's just say if her math worked out, I'm just saying now we're all poor. Now the baseline of poverty is a billion dollars, but you know what I mean? Supply and demand economic principles are still going to happen. Now gas is going to be like $10,000 a gallon. <laughs> That's all. You know, what's going to happen. It's just, I mean, listen, that's what's going to happen. You can't, you just can't give everybody that money and then chip potato chips are still 50 cents. Everybody's going to say, now that you can afford this. But anyway, Snicker bar, $1 million. Here you go. All right, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. Let's get to some more straggles. All right, what do we got here? Or sniggles. Uh, let me let me skip that one. Let me skip that one. We have what do we have next? Oh, what guys, I wanted to show you this last night. And ladies, what do you think about this clip right here? Let me see if I can pull it. Okay. Um, pause on the I have to show this brother right here. His name is Tack Method. He looks like an African brother, looking like Shaka Zulu. Okay. But um, I want you to tell me how you feel about this video. I'll let the video roll and then we'll come back to it. All right, let the video roll. Don't don't pay attention to the ninja salami, but uh, he's he's dressed. Let's play. Let's play it. It's all about discipline. <laughs> discipline is the key of life. I look at how much I hear. I know it's true. Let's take that to me too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's all about discipline. I love it. Is it? I'm not very Oh, you do. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh man, Adam Twenty Two and his wife, brothers. What is? How do y'all feel about this, man? Thank you. Man, you guys have a wonderful weekend. Hey yo, chill, son. Hey yo. All right, so you get married, so you don't die alone. Then you see a big Nigerian Shaka Zulu ninja with muscles and abdominals. Your wife says, "Hey, I'm one of your biggest fans." You're looking at her like, "Wow." She drags her kid. <laughs> She drags the kids in here. Come on, girls. Stand next to the Mandingo. Oh, my goodness. And then the husband taking pictures. Man, bro. Man, send it, man. No, nah, man. Hey, man, we need some rules. We need some rules to this shit. I'm sure they probably was going to invite her because, you know, she a manufactured breast implanted woman. Right? So she already in these streets and she been in these streets. In these streets. He didn't been uncucked her out long time ago. All right. So 
We already know in they swingers. That looks like Orange County, California, home of the swingers too. But are y'all having y'all's wife? <laughs> y'all having y'all wives take pictures and your kids, your daughters take picture with this ninja? I'd be like, come on, kids. Thank you very much. Damn, she leaking. Look, look at the husband. Like, look at the dynamics here. Even the daughters are looking. Uh, the daughters are looking like, wait a minute. Who are you? Man, this is no good, man. This is no good. Hey, wise ladies, because ladies are like, what is she supposed to do? Hey, ladies, let me just give you an understanding. This is why Jenny Mai and Jeezy are in this shit, because Mario Lopez putting hands all over Jeannie Mai. Y'all ladies don't know when to not act up. You don't know. You thinking y'all could just do well? What's the problem? This is the look at the look at the optics here. There's a whole bunch wrong with this. And in the old times, lady, just you're you're married. Just walk on by. You could give them a little side eye. You're like, damn, you know. Now, if you was by yourself, you know what I mean. Maybe you could do it. And I'm not there. Husband's not there. Maybe you can jump in there with your girlfriends and hide the photo. But this is this is adding kindling to the fire. You're messing things up. Now, if y'all both swingers, that's it. But in a normal world, that don't fly. And if you think it flies, that's why your ass ain't married. Or that's why your ass gonna get divorced. This is why marriages are going away of this. Because this guy, you know, white guys gotta be straight up cucked. Mr. Cucky himself. They gotta be that way. Because he can't do nothing. He can't call her out. You know he's going to be throwing plates and he's going to be filling up mega wines and gallons of uh, drink. He's going to be like Johnny Depp pouring that wine. Remember Johnny Depp? <laughs> Johnny Depp went home and he was slabbing cabinets and he was pouring mega glasses of wine, shaking. <laughs> Husband going to be doing that. She's going to be like, honey, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? He's going to be slamming, kicking cabinets open. She's going to be recording his ass for the divorce. Absolutely insane, man. It's insane. The optics are absolutely tragic here. And then what of the young daughters? What of the young daughters here? What did they just learn? What did they just learn? Unbelievable. She leaking. Peace leave just boiling. Just. She had to. Never mind. I won't get too descriptive. This is a family show. It's a family show. All right, let's get to the next one here. Oh, we got a cougar on the prowl. Speaking of, boy, we got some interracial shit today. All right, so what do we got here? Let me set up the scene. We have a young ninja, and he looked like he twerking, dancing. All right, look at him. He's sitting there twerking and dancing. Well, um, off in the distance, you never know who's looking at you. Shout out to Hobusters on Instagram. All right, but uh, here he is dancing. But off in the distance, he's been spotted. He's been spotted by the saber-toothed cougar. So off in the distance, off to the left-hand part of the screen, upper left, there's a blonde chick over there, and she has spotted the ninja. And this is an old blonde, not a young blonde. Young blondes don't belong to ninjas, only old ones, only old divorce ones. So he's dancing, and the cougar spotted him. Let's continue. All right, let's get the volume up. On a late fall evening. Here she comes. Here she comes. She going right in on reggae night. Look. Yeah, there she is. She looking like, mm, mm. She like. To wrap you in, 
my warm embrace. Yeah. She's and like, yeah. I, make I it see Ninja. Yes, I catch a glimpse of heaven when you <laughs> let me wrap you in. And she got her lips pursed. She's like, I know how to, I'm a white woman that know how to dance because before she married her white husband, she probably had a boyfriend in high school that was black that her brothers ran off the block. All right, but here she come. Uh-oh. The white dude was about the cock block, too. Let's play it again. The white dude was about the cock block. Watch this go. cougar hunter prey. On a now, so this looks like reggae night at the, um at the uh what is it called? In Laguna Beach, there's a reggae night place where all the old white women go get black men. It's called, uh, uh oh, shit, I can't remember. Mozambique's. Mozambique's in Laguna Beach on a Sunday. Let's play it. A late fall evening. Dunna. Here she comes. And she drunk too. She drunk. You know she uh two sheets to the wind, as they say in the United Kingdom. She gone already. Look, she's staggering. She got her cougar boots on. All right, her ronkled up skin under there, her breast implants. Here she comes. Look, no shame. She like, I'm going to get me some. And look at the ninja. He looking up there like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, that brother's starving. But she want the guy that's dancing. She like, here I come. I'm about to offer him this white meat. Look, no shame. Look, <laughs> she like it. Lord, have mercy. We must stay focused, brothers. We must <laughs> stay focused. She five shots in for sure. <laughs> and look, the white dude over here trying to cock block. He, he jealous. Look, he tried to cock block. He's like, what happened? You want these ninjas? Are you a ninja lover? <laughs> right, poor, poor, uh, he's a red pill Chad. You like ninjas? You want you a ninja lover? All right, man, this is crazy. That's a black man's dream right there. Black man gonna fold all that up. And you're gonna see the cesarean section scar, all of that. It's gonna be a mess when you get them clothes off. It's gonna be a mess. I'm just letting you know. I lived in Orange County. I've seen thousands of these. All right, anyway, <laughs> let's take you to, I think it's Don Fry, former MMA fighter. Don Fry has something to say. He's a true sniggle. Let's get to it. Now, as you know, I'm going to give you a word. And afterwards, I'd like your instantaneous reaction to that. And that way we get a little peek at your mind. But let's get started. Easy one. Beer. More. <laughs> Steroids. More. <laughs> 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 Glad I got my tickets to the gun show. Oh, my, oh you're doing that? Yes. I can't. I'm, I'm just going to. She leaking, boy. Man, I'll tell you, man. Yeah, that brother's starving. That's just the starving right there. She leaking for Don Fry. All right. Okay, what else she got to say here? Move on past it. Blondes. Oh, I love blondes. Yeah. 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 Redheads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, redheads for the win. Yes, indeed. He like, I love them. I have a weakness for redheads. Mm. Brunettes. Mean. Really? Brown sugar. Very mean. Really? And very abusive. Oh. And very demanding. Wait a minute. And, uh, but they tell you what they want. And, uh, they don't take bullshit. And uh -oh. they're pretty much unsatisfied all the time. Oh, my. <laughs> What's amazing is only part of that was wrong. She mad. Hey, man, I think Don Fry got it. Let's give him the prices right. I think he got it right. I'm going to give him a round. <laughs> she mad as hell, too. What? 
Hey, man, if you see a white dude with a cowboy hat and a big-ass mustache, whatever he says is going to be the truth, all right? He ain't going to tell you. He ain't going to tell you one lie. (laughs) If he got on cowboy boots, dirty cowboy boots, not the clean ones that he got from the boot barn, if his cowboy boots are dirty and he got a dirty cowboy hat, he drinking beer and he got a thick mustache like Rick Rude, everything he says is going to be the truth. He will not tell you one lie because he's like, I don't got to lie. I'm going to still bang out everybody here in the bar, right? He don't care. And he can whip everybody ass in the bar. He's like, whatever. Dad, what you going to do? You ain't going to do shit to me. He can whip everybody ass in the bar, <laughs> right? With one pool stick and a, and, and a fist. He's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> he ain't lying at all. I got to hear it again because he didn't told too much truth. All right, let's play him again just so you can see it right here. And she was mad, but she couldn't do shit. Plus, she was leaking. Don, now as you know, I'm going to give you a word. And afterwards, I'd like your instantaneous reaction to that. And that way we get a little peek at your mind. Let's get started. Easy one. Beer. More. Steroids. More. <laughs> Glad I got my tickets to the gun show. Oh, my, oh you're doing that? Yes. I can't. I'm, I'm just going to move on past it. Blondes. Oh, I love blondes. Yeah. yeah. Redheads. I have a weakness for redheads. Brunettes? Mean. Really? Brown sugar? Very mean. Really? And very abusive and very demanding. And uh, But they tell you what they want. And uh, they don't take bullshit. And they're pretty much unsatisfied all the time. <laughs> What's amazing is only part of that was wrong. Lies. Now, she's lying. She's lying. Look, only part of that was wrong. What part? You just mad. What part was wrong? Like he said, abusive. They tell you what they want. They're unsatisfied all the time. <laughs> like, in their back. What part of that was wrong? I think he hit the nail right on the head and she mad. And she's still going to give him the punani. All right? She's still leaking on top of him. And he going to beat it up, too. He going to beat it up. Shout out to Don Fry. I'm a new fan. All right. I'm a new fan. All right. Um, him and uh, what's the other guy that was uh, big in this time? Pause. All right. What is this uh, guy right here? Uh, Severn. I think his name is Doc Severn. They both were big during this time. Those are two good guys. All right. Uh, let's see here. We have a sister. We have a sister. Let's see what she says right here. What's this straggle got to say? You know, when you get a straggle looking like this, it's about to be a mess. All right, here we go. Do you feel like a guy should move out of his parents' house? I think whenever he's financially ready to get out. So to me, that is like 19, 20. 19, 20? Yeah. So by 19, he should be out to his parents' house, living on his own. Yep. So at what age do you feel like a dude should be making 100K? 24, 24, 25. You should be out of college, already got your bachelor's degree, a really good field, making about 80 to 100K tops. He's a bum not doing anything. He's not ambitious. Then um, I'm not going to stick around. Like, you have to have a plan in life. Like, that's just with anybody. So at 19, you feel like a dude should have a plan and, like, you know what I'm saying, just have everything figured out at 19? Yep. In this economy, yes. At 19? Yep. Okay. So at what Oh, my. Brothers, good luck out there. I meant Dan Severin, not Doc. Shout out to the brothers. Brothers, good luck, man. 
like statistically who she's looking for, first of all, with the degree, you're only talking about 30%, probably even lower than that. Okay. Then when you get to the income at 25, 100K, 80, this is ridiculous. This does not even match up. It's more like 40K if you're lucky. More like 40K, probably even less than that. Live on their own and brothers. Hey, man, I'm telling you, man, we're going to go to, and we're already in it. We're in 80, 20 to 90, 10 rule. The top 10% of men are somewhat winning. And let's just take a look at her as an honest critique. She's stock factory issued. She's the average woman, average black woman. And I'm being nice. Shout out to KS. Is this what a young man should make 100K? Is this his reward right here? If this is his reward for living on his own, getting his degree, and then making 80 to 100K by 25, if this is his reward, he made a wrong turn. You on the low end of the bench. You on the bench warmer for that guy. He can buy you for 500 bucks and keep it moving. See, this is what we have going on here. Everything's topsy-turvy. Everything's topsy-turvy. Everything's not even in the in the honest position for people to mate select. Um, yes, and I do feel bad for younger generations of men that have to deal with this shit. It's crazy. Speaking of, we have another straggle here. And she's going to talk about something that I've tried to make you aware of. It's that younger women will experiment with older men, older men, at least once. Younger women will always experiment with an older man at least once. Now, remember, old is relative. We're not talking about 19 and 45, although that does seem to happen around these, these uh, areas relatively easy. But for a 19-year-old, a 33-year-old man is old, right? And so they'll look at that man like when you're 19, you thought people in their 30s were old. It's not that much of a difference when you get into your 40s because you're like both people are young. But the odd part of this conversation is when this woman becomes 33, she'll be saying that a guy that's 33 that is messing with a woman that age, she'll call him a predator, a metaphile. She'll call him all these names. When in fact, if you look at her history, she's had it at least once. And almost every man that she's been with have been older than her. Some extremely, some slightly, but they've always been older. Now, here's a young woman going to say, I dated an older guy and what her results are. And this is not rare. This is pretty much common par for the course. Okay, so when I was 19, I dated a 33-year-old man for a summer. And it was a messed up power dynamic because I hazed him. I was so... I was so mean to him. Like, when we were out in public, I would call him dad. Not daddy. Dad, just to, and he like, scam daddy. And I'd be like, look at what you were doing. And then at the end of the summer, he asked if he could visit me in college. I said, no, broke up with him. And now he likes all of my Instagram stories. And I think that's all's well that ends well, you know. What is, what was, what was the point? Look at this. Look at this, man. My, my, what? Now, here's the deal, ladies. <laughs> I know the ladies are watching. Ma'am? Okay, daddy. If a woman's ever telling you a story about them, 
you will rarely hear that story not include what they did with they lady parts. <laughs> right? When she dies back, when she 30, 40, 50, she gonna tell a story about something that surrounded or revolved around her lady parts. She can't tell you anything more than that. Or her hair. So let me get some attention and jump on here and talk about when I dated this old man and he was banging me and he skeeted on me. And then when you pulled out, he said, and next, or he gave you the next as, oh, he fell in love with me and I abused him and tortured him. Really? I think he got the better end of that deal. I think he got the better end of that deal. He let you say whatever he needed to say. You can say whatever you wanted to say. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. I can't play the volume on this one, but we're almost at the main event. This apparently is a gym. And the gym has weed, a.k.a. marijuana, as part of the workouts. Yeah. Ninjas can't put the weed down. You know you're addicted when you go to the gym and you got to roll up. Let's go ahead and play the video. Oh, oh, I can't wait. I can't play. Do you see the? Oh, my goodness. What, is, what, what gym is this? Oh, the humanity. This got to be a joke. It, this is not, there's no way, there's no way they smoking dope and exercising. All right, you're going to have to show me the health benefits of this shit. Ninjas is always going to be out here just. Ninjas always got to show they peace. All right, I can't even read the, I can't even read what's going on here, but dope fiends can, will be dope fiends. There's, okay, there's benefits to cannabis use on the treadmill. And look at that. Never mind, I won't call it. All right, is this what we doing, man? All right, that dude didn't even come to work out. He just came to smoke. All right, he came to smoke. The Rastafarian. Man, this is not even. <laughs> we living in a messed up time right here. You big dummy. Ninjas, I got to love y'all, man. We got to love your people, man. Love your people. Love your people. Hey, we got, what is the name of the gym? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tell me you're addicted without telling me you're addicted. And then the fat girl came to smoke out. Then the ninja came with no, he wasn't even in gym clothes. Let me see if I can pull him up. He didn't even come in gym clothes. The ninja just came in and was like, oh, y'all smoking here? Okay, I'll work out tomorrow. All right, let me see if I can pause it on him. The video, look at what's going on here, man. All right, she got a 40 ounce and she's smoking. All right, y'all smoking in the gym? I'll come work out. <laughs> All right, well, okay, all right, okay. There's a there's something back there. She got a little, oh, man, what is... Oh, the humanity. Yeah, I think she just came to smoke. <laughs> what are we doing? All right, these got... Look, he just came to smoke. He didn't come to work out. I don't think he did. This got to be a skit. Is this a skit? This got to be a skit. <laughs> he, just came to, he just came to smoke. That's not workout clothes. He's got a vest on. You got a Tommy Hilfiger vest. What are we doing, man? Leave it up to my people, right? These are my people. All right, I think I got one more. We'll be on to the main event. No, two more. Jeez, I told you it was a long one here. Apparently, uh, this is what happens. Anybody from Wisconsin here? Apparently, this is you guys. When the black man moves to Wisconsin and needs a place to stay. All right. Niggas always gotta show they now, remember, we've been talking about this stereotype for a long time. Speak for yourself, coach. Be for yourself. Nah, Ninja, you ain't let me. I ain't letting you get away with it, fam. I'm not letting you get away from it. 
from it. The bottom of the barrel, white. We do, we are the catfish of the dating marketplace, meaning that we're the bottom feeders. We bottom feed and we be happy as a mother sucker. When you move to when a black man moves to Wisconsin or hey, look, this is Indianapolis, Minneapolis, this is Annapolis, Detroit, Chicago, you name it, Ninja Racine, Waukesha, Greendale, Greenfield, South Milwaukee. Right, this is a, uh, this is a uh, Gary, Indiana. It don't matter. It don't matter. We the catfish, trash fish of the sea, bottom feeders. They get them, and they happy too. Them ninjas sniggling. Yeah, that brother's starving. Oh boy, and let me just tell you, man. I'm just letting you know, them women putting it down on them ninjas. See, here's the thing. Those guys, Iowa. That's definitely Des Moines. Hey, um, I'm gonna tell you what. I'm going to tell you what, and ladies, sisters, <laughs> sisters, you're going to be mad at this, but I got to tell you the truth, and I'm here to tell you the truth. Them ninjas is getting the best sex of their life. I'm going to just let you know right now. They getting the nastiest things done to them. Nasty. All right? They getting the nastiest stuff they ever dreamed of done to them. And look at that one. Look at the little skinny, sloppy yogurt one on the left. That girl doing the nastiest like stuff you haven't even thought of possibility of doing. With dog hair all over her. With dog hair. Because you know there's five dogs in this house. But. <laughs> just, what, hey, put the city down where you see this. This is, this is, this is every. <laughs> Omaha. Every Midwestern city from Colorado all the way over to Pennsylvania. Right here. All right, them boys, are, they, they, they're seeing things done to them. They can't believe it. They were like, what? All right, let's get to the Super Chats, and then we're going to be off into the main event. Oh, my goodness, Nebraska. Yeah, that's Omaha. I didn't realize Omaha had that many black folks in it, but they do. All right, that is every Midwestern town right there, Ninja, Louisville, all of them. But Ninja would be like, not me. I get the best of the best. Yeah, right, Ninja. Uh-huh. Yeah, y'all can keep saying that. And I, every now and then, you'll see it play out. But no. I know the truth. I know the truth. He said, this is nationwide. Rochester. Rochester, New York. Certainly. Kansas City. <laughs> For sure. Look, I'm going to get all these brothers here. All right. Uh, who had that long-ass super chat? Y'all got me reading novels. Definitely Pittsburgh. When I went to Pittsburgh, that's what I saw. Shout out to Emmanuel says, here is your espresso coach. I'm going to go back and forth between Super Chats because I know I'm behind over there too. I appreciate those brothers that have been patient. Uh, let's see here. Going down, uh, going down, down, down. Schedule P, did I get that one? Schedule P says at this point, coach, I'm convinced that coach is an AI. What man can deliver this level of content on such a consistent basis, hit me with the new, 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 new world order. Yeah, man, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to keep up. All right, I got Jay Cool. I think I got already. He says, Coach, I'd rather be lonely from time to time by myself than to be lonely and have a wife laying next to me in bed. When I wake up, I feel sorry for the men that have to go through that. Yeah, relationships do not cure loneliness. It's a temporary cure. But relationships do not cure loneliness. Trust me on this one. All right. If there's nothing worse than to feel lonely in a relationship, and you will at some point, 
Mr. Offset says, Coach, I just finished outwinning the devil. I found the book astounding, especially considering it was written in 1930. It amazes me to see how it touches fear. Okay, this is a lot. <laughs> this is a lot. I'm just letting you know. I can't read all of this, but boil it down. I'm eagerly awaiting to read the next book, The Evolution. I wouldn't be surprised if you launched a CGA books channel soon. Keep up the exceptional work. All right. I'm going to run out of voice. Shout out to Sheldon says, Andrew Tate said that his dad sacrificed his relationship with his wife for the betterment of him and his brother. I estimate the same can be said for you and many other men who left relationships. Now, that's one thing that people would use against you. Well, you lost your this and you could have had guys most times a man leaves a relationship, he gets better because the sacrifice he was giving. Now, this is not always, but the sacrifice he was giving to maintain that relationship was yielding less reward. And he kept plunking down, doubling down, doubling down to keep the relationship alive. And it was, it was going up in thin air. It was going up in smoke. Then when he left, he went, he took off. It happens all the time. Acrimony. Once he got rid of that, yeah, he had to make a sacrifice. He might have lost a relationship, a girlfriend, a wife, maybe some kids. But he was doubling down and the shit was not being appreciated. Plus, it wasn't being reciprocated. Plus, it was not turning into anything. Then he removed himself and went, boom. But a lot of people... A lot of people will say, well, you still lost in the end. Mm. Like reevaluate it. What did you actually gain? What did you actually lose? It's not always a loss. One of the things I actually said when I walked out of the door, I said, listen, I'm going to make more money and be more successful without you. I'm sorry. I mean, it certainly was true, but I knew it to be true because I was taking a lot of my resources, time and energy, trying to make something work that wasn't going to work. And to maintain it would have been to lose me. Now, women can say the same thing about themselves and their relationships. But what we do is we hold on to something that ain't, is going nowhere. And immediately when I left, boom, took off like a rocket. There was no coming back. And I was like, best decision I made. Sad that I had to ruin that, but best decision. But it's all what it is because it's money, energy, attention, and time. If you're wasting energy and time trying to make something work, and the other person or the, the relationship just isn't working, man, let it go, man. Let that shit go before you get too old because what you'll do is look back and say, and um, they said this in the Boomer Divorce argument article. The Boomers were saying we should have left when I was 33 because they end up getting divorced anyway. You just delayed the inevitable. But they like, at the end of the day, I should have left long time ago. And trust me, your relationship was done long time ago. It was done way before you even pulled the plug. Let me see here. Yeah, married for 29 years, you probably had a good six years of marriage. <laughs> That's all you had. All right, Kaylin says, what's up, coach? I didn't know if you heard, but Odell Beckham Jr. broke up with his baby mammy to allegedly start dating Kim K. Coach, please give this man your books. Well, I think he's making his transition into his next world where he doesn't want to be another bankrupt athlete um, within three to five years. So it sounds like he's taking, um, what's her name? What's it? What's I call it Chris Jenner. He's taking under, uh, when, when they date the Kardashians, when they date the Kardashians, 
all that all that means is uh let let me just put it in a red pill lens. Let me put it in a red pill lens. All that means is they are now being managed by Chris Jenner. That's all that means. Now, you can look at it as these guys are simping for the Kardashians. No. All they're doing is making their next step. They're going to be a part, if you want to call it selling the soul or whatever you want to call it. They are, he's now one again in the industry. He's going to be used. And he's saying, I'm, gonna, I'm willing to be used so I can get a financial benefit. Yeah, you got your MK Ultra, essentially, handlers. He's going to a handler. Chris Jenner is going to use them. They're going to put them out, parade. The Pavarotti's are going to be alerted. They're going to get pictures together. There's rumor and innuendo, a possible pregnancy, a divorce. There's going to be some shit. He'll be around for six to eight months, maybe a year. They might get a baby out of it. I don't know. But his name will keep going and stay relevant for a long time. It's a business. This is business, man. This is business. This is the blue chip. I'm just letting you know. All right. He ain't simping for her. He's going to be there. I mean, come on. He's going to hit that and then have his name buzzing. And then he's going to be able to ride that shit out. And, and Chris Jenner going to be able to make a bag. They all going to make a bag and keep it moving. This is all for. This is all for. <laughs> he's going to be able to hit it. And they're going to have their little thing. And this, this is all for long-term game. Now, for me, I wouldn't. I don't think I would do that. However, if that Kendall Jenner want to come through. I mean, I wouldn't mess with Kim, <laughs> but he gonna get a he gonna get a boost. His name's gonna his name is already talked about. Like, what has he done on the football field compared to his association with Kim Kardashian? His name is gonna go up. Anyway, SAU says morning coach coffee for you, brother. Let him know. Let him know. Shout out to uh, did I get uh, AJ in says coach. You need to make a Ling Ling theme song as a ringtone so I can be notified when my Ling Ling's calling me ahead of time. Free agent lifestyle for life. Hey, as we go into the future, my album definitely coming out. My album definitely coming out. My R&B album is definitely coming out. All right. I'm going to have to get my ringtones out. It's going to be crazy. Brown 310. Shout out to you. Desert Brew Crew. Illegals and AI will take over the yobs that most Democrats have been fighting to save. Socialism convinces you to fight for your misery. That's according to Jordan Peterson. CJ says, I bet it was the female boomers who initiated the divorce. For sure. First, they use sign language to manipulate you in the marriage. Then they pull the bait and switch. They play the long game. Indeed. We Lance says, congratulations on your fifth year, coach. Keep saving lives. Takeem says, coach, please sing that Sean Paul again. Well, I'm going to make you pay for it. Well, you did. All right, coming into the next five years of my social media content, right? It's going. I'm taking. I'm. I'm. I'm taking. I'm covering all bases. Shout out to. I can't pronounce this. Joseus, Joseus, found your channel a couple of weeks ago. You are having too much fun. I don't think it's illegal, or think it's legal. I know this should be illegal, right? Said so you having too much fun. I don't think it's legal. Don't know if you already covered it, but moms for rent for college students. Moms for rent for college students. I got to look that up. Moms for rent for college. Okay, I'm definitely going to look that up later on. Moms for rent for college students. Oh, boy, that should be. 
Oh, I do see it. Parent stand-ins to deliver their college-bound kids. Oh, boy. We didn't. We didn't. We got to send it. We got to send it. Let me do two more. JC. Sorry. Takeem says. Uh, oh, I got you. CJ says, if that girl was rich as Elon, would she give people the money? Nope. Women are cheap and do not like to spend money. Most people who demand uh, free handouts don't volunteer to others in need. Yeah, we know that. So now she's trying to say, uh, obviously she wouldn't give away the money. Kevin W. says, Coach, it's my birthday today. Do us all a favor and play the big eye. Rebecca, shout out to Becca gang. She's not here. All right. I got to load them up. Got to load them up. All right. Are you ready for this? Okay. Y'all ready for this? Let's talk about Young Jeezy. It is time for the main event, what you've all been waiting for. What you've all been waiting for. I got more Super Chats. I'm going to get to them later. The main event. Jeannie Mai. Jeannie Mai. Jeannie Mai. Contests the divorce to Jeezy. Now, we've already done some breakdowns on the other stuff. I'm sure you've seen a lot of other videos related to this Jeannie Mai. If you're tired of this story, I'm going to just tell you right now, you might want to leave the internet for about a year. This story is about to be on the tip of people's tongues for at least a year. The only way it won't be is if Jeannie Mai walks away, tucks her tail, and takes that L. Now, knowing what I know, I'm about to school you gentlemen. This is going to be a case study divorce. You're going to see everything except the kitchen sink, but you might even see that. You're going to see ugliness, rumors, allegations. You're going to see contesting of prenups. You're going to see victimhood, high-powered divorce attorneys. Jeezy's going to spend a million dollars at least on this divorce somewhere. And that could be a million dollars just for the legal fund. He might have to pay her legal fund, her legal bill. He's certainly going to pay child support. That's not even a question. And he has a higher net worth, and he certainly might have to pay some alimony. This is going to cost him big. And it's, yes, it's too late for an annulment. Too late. I think most annulments have to be under a year. It just depends on your area. This is going to be big. Now, let's start off with this. Let's start off with this. Apparently, allegedly, there's rumors that Jeannie Mai and God dang A.C. Slater himself, Mario Lopez, I think he's from Las Vegas. I, I think he's from Las Vegas. Shout out to Mario. Uh, there's rumors that Jeannie Mai cheated with Jeezy with Mario Lopez. Now, the only reason that rumor is out is because they were recently on a TV show, maybe Access Hollywood, one of those type of shows, and he was, he was getting cozy with Jeannie, Jeannie Mai. So there's that. Do I believe the rumor? I don't believe the rumor, but Mario Lopez is a pure dog. Shout out to him. Roo, roo. Mario Lopez, he, he has, to me, I think he would bang anything. I mean, he probably gets a chance to bang a whole bunch of stuff because shout out to A.C. Slater. He probably still looks pretty decent here. Pause. But do I think he banged Jenny Mai? He could have, but I don't think that, that, I don't think that happened. I don't think that happened. But if it did happen... It certainly does put Jeezy in a compromising position. In fact, Jeezy has apparently said, apparently said one of the things that drove him to file for this divorce 
it wasn't a split. It wasn't a spontaneous decision is that he wants a divorce because of family values and expectations. All right, whatever that means. But we know that there are some been some issues related to what he expected of Jeannie and what he actually got. All right. And so he was trying to repair his image. He wanted to get a cross-cultural interracial type relationship and not the average strag. But all he got was an Asian strag. Allegedly. And so her mindset was somewhat different than her persona. There was a big conversation about her submitting, which I covered in October of 2020, that he wanted a submissive wife and she wanted to be submissive. We know she could not keep this act up. And the mask fell off pretty relatively quickly as on Tinder, you know what? On Tinder, I made a post. Dude, when my posts go viral, I have no idea. And then I'll go back. I live a very simple life. I'm a simpleton. Right, I'm not that simpleton, but I live a very simple life. I went back to check my Twitter and I looked and one post went wild. I was like, wow, but I won't, I I think I'll play it again just so you guys can see it. All right, just so you guys can see it. Uh, This story is going to be in the news. If you're tired of this story and you see a thumbnail, just avoid it. But this story is going to be a part of, uh, of the social media for a long time, for a long time, even after the divorce is finalized. But um, here's the post right here, all right? I put this post out, woke up a day or two later, and it had 14.5 thousand likes. I'm like, how does that happen? Mm. All right, 4,000 reposts. I'm like, what? <laughs> Completely caught off guard. But the clip that resurfaced, I, it was a repost of something here. The clip that resurfaced was uh, this clip right here. I'll play portions of it, but we've all heard so it already. Called me out on it. I didn't notice that I had a hot temper until I got with Jeezy. And here's a person who is my equal. And I really did I say Tinder? And when I would spew some of my old habits, <laughs> and he was like, I said Tinder, didn't I? <laughs> Twitter. All right. Twitter. All right. Did I say Tinder? All right. I didn't put it on Tinder. Like, uh uh-uh. uh. Like, that's not flying here. All right. And so you heard it right there. She went into Strag uh, conversation here. Let me see if I could turn it up. She said, That's not flying here. All right. Let me hear. Here we go my old habits and he was like uh-uh like that's not flying here all right she said i'm turning into cisco i'm gonna enter the dragon all right um she said uh-uh 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 she turned into a strag mm. now i guarantee you he did not want to marry a strag asian he did not he didn't do his research though but apparently he's from asia apparently he grew up in uh, japan or something like that he should have known and I see this quite a bit of a lot of guys going over to uh, Asia and all you getting are strags. Like if you was just going to get a strag, you could have stayed here. Mm. I guess it's a cheaper straggle. <laughs> I'm not a strag. But he went over there and got just a angry, bitter, old angry. <laughs> because she's been downloaded with feminism. She's been born with feminism. It's ingrained. She's an American. She's an American woman. She has feminism as a software downloaded. She can't help herself. She can't help herself. So what happened? Let's go ahead and take you to it right here. Jeezy said, I made a mistake. Okay. Apparently this tweet uh, came out in 2020 as one of these indicators that maybe Jenny Mai was a progressive feminist. When you marry a feminist, that's what you're going to get. It's kind of like when you mess with the bull, you'll get the horns. 
If you marry a feminist, you'll get stuff like this. So apparently this came out. She debunked it. She said this is not true. But Jeannie Mai and Jeezy raising their newborn child as gender fluid. Yeah. That might have been, if this was true, that might have been his indicator that he messed up. Now, these things will not appear early on. She would not have negotiated this early on. Let's just say that this thing is true or something like it in his marriage was true, which we already know. This is sounds similar to this headline right here, right? He says, family values and expectations. When you look at the progressive mindset of the average American woman, no matter the race, they all have this as a possibility. Okay? They all have this as a possibility. Oh, now that we have our baby, I'm going to raise them gender fluid, right? Then you'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then you see the writing on the wall. Hmm. I'm not saying this happened in their marriage, but let's just say it would be something like this. When I have the marriage will, the marriage will tells you the feminist will reveal herself after the investment stage. I'm here teaching today. But after the investment stage is when you see who the real woman is. And then you really see her in divorce court, right? And this is going to be a lesson for you guys. You see who she really is when she's divorcing you. You will look at her and say, I don't even recognize this individual. You won't even remember sleeping with her. But this idea is he's obviously upset. He's not, he didn't get what he anticipated. And it's related to family and what he expected. I expected her to be docile and submissive. Well, you picked the wrong woman. You could have went to Vietnam and got you a real one. Or you could have got you a Fabi. Or I don't know what you could have got. But you got an Americanized, up-in-camera, strong and independent woman. Strong and independent women are unmarriageable. Especially when you're considering family and expectations. I showed you a clip of a young woman, uh, a, a, a wife, basically saying this completely, putting all the value in her, her, uh, her, her area. But anyway, anyway. Now Jeezy wants to pull the plug, but here's his problem. And everybody knows it now since Henry Resilient has made this to be true. And now the lead attorney shared Henry Resilient's discovery that Jeezy has submitted a prenup with only one day between the prenup signing and the wedding. There was only one day between the prenup signing and the wedding if you're just catching up. Which means in effect, that the prenup could be tossed out or voided. Now, people who are on the favor of prenup and saying, hey, I want to get married, coach. Can I get an ironclad prenup? If you're talking to CGA, I'm going to say, man, listen, all you're doing is creating something to fight over. The average American woman could sign it, but she still could find a way to contest it. In fact, there's a lady that I had a video back in the day, and I think she goes by, she says like, uh, what is what? She has a common phrase. I think her name is she or seven. And she says, sprinkle, sprinkle. All right, she's been around even before me. Sprinkle, sprinkle, lady. There's a video of this woman and coaching women on how to have alcohol and possibly a friend around or take medication, even a Tylenol, and to act how a certain way before you sign a prenup. So she's saying, get a glass of wine, take a Tylenol, take an antidepressant, 
say, oh, I feel woozy. I feel confused. She has a whole video explaining how to do this, which in this case, you're having women listen to this and they'll go, if in fact I'm presented with a prenup, this is what I might do because this is what American women do. This is what they do. They're looking for a way out and they'll get it because people will always give them the benefit of the doubt. So if you want to get a prenup, you must have your ducks in a row and you must have an attorney for yourself, have an attorney for her, represent it, make sure it's a fair and equitable prenup, meaning that you can't say, you're going to come in with the shit that you had and I'm going to dump you out on the street. Can't say that. Can't negotiate child support. There's a whole bunch of things and you must have lead time leading up to the wedding. We've seen Dr. Dre make this mistake. Uh, we've seen Steven Jackson make this mistake. We've seen, well, he got out of it, but we've seen also Kevin Costner had a prenup and it became fodder. It became something to argue with. So my position is, my position is the prenup only forces you something to fight. And if you so happen to win, one or two things are going to happen. She's going to get nothing or you're probably going to have to still pay something because child children are going to be involved, right? But you're going to lose money either way. You have the prenup. She's Jenny Mai is going to challenge it. Now he had it. He paid for it. Now he's going to have to pay to uphold it against her fight. This will be a case study of this. Right now, if he wins, he'll pay less than what she expected, but he's still going to pay. He's still going to pay Tyrese. Same situation. So you guys are saying ironclad prenup and I hear you. And you eventually can have an ironclad prenup that doesn't stop them from challenging the prenup. Tyrese, Kevin Costner, Dr. Dre. And the reason why we're using celebrity is I, I, I can't tell you what the average Joe is doing. You wouldn't be interested in it anyway. But I suggest that everybody have a prenup if you consider getting married. But I think getting married, you're making a dumb decision already. You don't, you don't need it in today's time you just want it and the reason why you want it is because you a sucker for love ninja that's it we've all been there and you want a reason to have sex and procreate that's all you want to do now the people who promote the prenup normally they're lawyers or attorneys shout out to the lead but normally he's gonna promote it number one he gets paid if you go see him first but he does get paid less if you don't have one. So there's that. But also, it does provide a little bit more protection than not having one. So I would suggest if, you, if you're going to do it, have one better than not having it because you don't know who you're going to be in 5 to 10 years. You don't know who you're going to be in 20 years. So some men say, well, I don't need one because I don't have anything. But you will have something, especially if you have kids. The investment stage happens with Jeannie Mai. Okay, she's 42. She has one kid. Odds are she's not having another. At that point, she can reveal who she is. Understand that that's how it works. 
when she has the house, the marriage, the wedding ring, the car, the clothes. I'll give you the house, the stars, the moons, the quasars, and the mountains. I'll give you. She has it now. She doesn't have to cooperate. She doesn't. She knew she was slipping and stumbling, and Jeezy pulled the plug. They were already probably separated. But she said, this ninja can't do shit to me. At the last-ditch effort, she tried to put a post out there to say, I'm going to save it. However, let's look at what we know now. Jeezy files for the divorce, blindsides her with it. Blindsides her. Because as far as we know, she had not been served before we were notified of the divorce. He released a book probably months or weeks prior. The book goes number one. It's a top New York Times bestseller, I believe. Later on, Jeannie Mai puts out a support of the book and how she was proud of it. Trust me, they were already separated by this point. She had already got an indication that this was over. Then Jeezy puts out a response to uh, Instagram post saying, I, I got to sabotage or sacrifice my family to keep doing and be me and keep my pride in check because she was killing his pride. Even she acknowledges this. She was tearing the man down. She acknowledges this. But what we know now, according to this, is that there is going to be a hearing and a conference between somebody and Jeezy and Jeannie Mai are going to be there. AKA, this is a contested divorce. This is war now. Divorce is war. They call it the War of the Roses. They call it the War and the Roses on a movie. And when you have a contested divorce, it can be as simple as there's one thing that I don't agree with. Or it could be as simple as, oh, you done fucked up now. We are at war. That's what it is. Divorce is not friendly. It is friendly fire. Now you have, he says, adversity for sale. This is going to be conflict. And what he's going to see now, especially if she was blindsided, stay with me here. This will be a year's worth of content. Stay with me here. If she felt blindsided, victimized, she felt that it was exposed to the world before she even knew and was served the information, which could be possible. If, in fact, she reads through that divorce petition from Jeezy and it says, see prenup line six, see prenup line eight, see prenup line 10. After she gets done reading that prenup, I'm sorry, reading that divorce petition, she ain't walking away because that divorce petition said a lot. It restricted her movement from Georgia to California and probably restricted her from taking that kid to Vietnam. What he just did is he woke up the cobra. He said the family court rubbing their hands. The lawyers are rubbing their hands like Birdman. They're like, bruh. 
we about to make a bag off of these two people, and this is going to last longer than their marriage. Mm. Let me look at what we have here as evidence. This is from the Kempire channel. Shout out to Mr. Kempire. Go subscribe to him. It says right here, and this is new info. We call it new, 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 new world order. Give me a second here. Give me a second. All right, new info, because normally what happens in a divorce, and many people can speak on this. I know this for myself. I have an honorary JD. I've been to divorce court so many. I've been to divorce court more than lawyers, all right? Um, but anyway, more than some lawyers, certainly the ones that ain't been in law school, out of law school more than three years, certainly more than paralegals. This is a notice to attend 30-day status conference. The notice to attend the conference date, October 24, 2023, at 1 p.m. Now, there's going to be some people that will um, try to attend this conference or this hearing or whatever it is. All this means is they're just going to show up. They can show up with their lawyers. The lawyers can show up on their behalf. They could just show up and say, hey, what are we doing? What are we talking about? There could be a judge there. The judge is going to hear what's going on. What are we contesting? Do we have an agreement? They can have an agreement prior to this conference. They can actually come to an agreement. Jeannie Mai can contact Jeezy and be like, yeah, baby, you know what? I messed up. I wasn't the woman I was supposed to be. All right, I cheated on you with Mario Lopez. I acted in ignorance and foolishness. I yelled at you. I demeaned you and belittled you. I'm going to keep the baby in the life. I ain't never going to leave the baby. You're always going to be a part of your daughter's life. I signed, sealed, deliver. No alimony, no child support. Don't worry about all that. Just walk away. I'll leave what I left with. You keep your money. You keep selling books and records. I ain't going to bother you. She can literally say that. And Jeezy can say, yeah, bitch. All right. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next call. Now, <laughs> she can say that. That is a hot, that is a prop. It's probable. It's possible. <laughs> but me thinks that ain't going to happen. The reason why is when you serve a person a divorce petition, as Jeezy apparently does, and she's now responded, that response indicates that that's not her intentions. What she could have done if she felt that was just to let the time lapse on the response, which some people have 30 days to respond. It depends on where you are. This is in Georgia. Now, lawyers won't, I mean, uh, people won't be able to attend this. It's just a hearing. Most of the time, these hearings are closed or closed to only people that they're hearing the case that has a case. You won't be able to go sit in there. All right. If you do, you better sit in there incognito or the, or the judge is going to throw you out. Okay. But family members can't attend. None, nobody's attending. Kids, nobody's attending this. It probably won't last more than 10, 15 minutes. Possible. Okay. But it sounds like she's like, nah, there's something wrong here. Something, something wrong here. Something wrong. And if there's something wrong, that means Jeezy's going to say, well, what's wrong? What don't you agree with? And that's when we're going to find out. That's when we going to find out. Pavarotti's going to be outside. Pav I call them Pavarotti's, by the way. But um, Pavarotti's going to be outside. People going to be hawking. You can stand outside the courtroom. You can certainly stand outside the courtroom, and you'll be able to see. Now, I'm not telling you to do that, but it sounds like here they got the Judge Family 3 hearing it says 11 a.m., but I do see a 1 a.m. I'm not sure what's going on here. Um, 
it says right here, 10-19-23 uh, contested, 30-day contested. So she has responded to this in some form or fashion, which means this is contested. What is she contesting? This is what you're going to find out. And then I, I, I see two different hearing dates. All right, there are two different hearing dates right there. And then we do have the judge here, the judicial officer, and the judicial officer is named Shermila J. Williams. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hey, do me a favor. Hit the like button. The judicial officer, and I don't know anybody. I don't know anything about people. I don't know anything about this judge. She sounds like a black woman. Sounds like a black woman. So, Jeezy, this is what y'all ninjas don't understand. Now, what your life is in the hands of. Let me just make this make sense for you now. <laughs> Look, y'all like ABL said, black woman, he toast. Now you put your life in the hands of a judge, which I think people who do this are morons. And it's normally the one doing this, they're doing it for a reason, but he's got a, black woman as a judge she can make decisions based on the law she has to be within the law somewhat fair he didn't get a hang him high judge like Tyrese got Tyrese got a hang him high old southern ass ninja judge he got a black woman judge in Atlanta his future is in the hands of that woman that black judge so whatever goes down however this goes he now, because he married to the state, put his hands in the future of Judge Shamila J. Jackson. What was it? Shamila J. Williams. Shout out to her. That's his head. That's, that's what he's going to rest his prenup, the argument on his prenup, the child support, the determining of income, the financial, uh, the financial, uh, what do you call it here? The, uh, the, the people, the forensic accountant, his relationship with his daughter. You see what I mean, right? Do you see what I mean? See, you can have all the prenups you want. You can have all the good woman you want. You can have the strong, independent mindset. You can have all the good marriages. You can have her pull the plug. You can have all the excuses. You can run up in there, Jeezy, and say, well, I divorced because of family values and expectations. Yeah, all that don't matter till you get to that courtroom. Because that woman, Judge Williams, has more power over Jeezy than anybody else. She probably Kamala Harris's friend, looked her up, she went to Howard. She probably friends with Kamala. Jeezy's life hinges on, are you getting it now, gentlemen? Jeezy's life hinges on Judge Shamila Williams. This is why we have to really look at what we're doing out here and where our leverage is. Judge Williams could be a fan. She might have to excuse herself. I'm not sure. She could be a fan. She could be somebody that knows and is aware, and she could be completely above board and fair. She could be biased, and we are all biased. And she can have biases that lean one way or the other. But this is what Jeezy asked for now. This is what he's got. So we can have all the theories that we want. But now that we can see who all the players are, now we know what's up. Now we also don't know. We also don't know 
who has what lawyers, right? Jeezy could have a lawyer, a female lawyer that is upholding uh, father's rights. Could be rare. Uh, Jeannie Mai could have a lawyer. And trust me, these lawyers are contacting Jeannie Mai. I want part of this case. And these are high-powered attorneys. I want part of this. I want a piece. Why? Why? They about to get paid. You think they're going to be like, you know, Jeannie, I'm a high-powered attorney. I settle cases before the 30-day hearing. Uh, what you were doing is you have no case here. <laughs> you have no case, no leg to stand on. Throw the towel in. Jeezy's, Jeezy's right. Give him his parental rights. You think that's going to happen? That lawyer's going to be like, girl, we about to turn this ninja inside out. She embar he embarrassed you by not serving. He leaked the information to the thing. He tried to rest on the prenup. You were prenup under duress. Shit. They rubbing their hands. They like, girl, you got it. And you know what? What's the telltale sign that I know this shit is fucked up for Jeezy? You know what the sign that is messed up? Is have you heard from Jeannie Mai? This is the telltale sign. Has she said anything publicly? Has she made a statement? Have you seen her response to the petitioner? Have you seen her come out? I ain't heard from her. And it's been a good couple of, couple of days. She ain't made an Instagram post. She hasn't stated her opinion. She hasn't disputed anything Jeezy said or leaked. She's silent. And every man knows a silent woman is a deadly woman. Them lawyers already on the case. Girl, this is what we got. Don't say nothing. Say less. Don't respond in public. Don't defend yourself. Don't go on your show. Don't say you ain't cheat with Mario. Mario, what's his name? Don't AC Slater. Don't say nothing. We got this. Quiet as a church mouse pissing on cotton. And they laid, yep, calm before the storm. They laid the case all out, girl. We gonna do this. We gonna do that. Smartest move. Now, whatever's happening on Jeezy's side, we're hearing from it. Some people think he's the one leaking it. He's the one saying and putting this case out into the court of public opinion. But in my mind, I think, I think he's in trouble. He's in trouble on the prenup for sure. Because of the time that it took, the time between the wedding and the prenup. We're just going to assume he's in trouble. Then Judge Sherlisha Williams is going to look at that. If she, you know, judges, there's some judges that don't like men or black men. I, you, you never know. I don't, I'm not saying any of this. But yeah, man, this is going to be problematic for him. And the more he, now what's going to do is, this is like uh, the Chinese finger trap. The who knows about the Chinese finger trap? The Chinese torture? Who remembers that? When you used to go to a carnival and they give you them cheap-ass toys at Easter and they give you the Chinese finger trap? You know what the thing was. Now you put your fingers in there. Now you don't have another hand to help you to leverage to get it out. So what you do is you'll panic and you can't get the fingers out because the more you fight it, the worse it gets. The more you fight it, the worse it gets. He's in the Chinese finger trap right now. 
or the Vietnam finger trap. That's what he's in right now. Because the more he fight this shit, the worse it's going to get. So I hope he has money hand over fist because I think based on what we know, she's contested. It's legit going down, y'all. It's legit going down. She legit says this is a fight. We're now in a fight. We have a contested fight. We disagree on one thing or all things. He now has to put up some money. It could be a million dollars. By the end of this shit. Now, it could be a million dollars, including the child support. We know there's going to be child support. Sadly, child support sucks, man. Child support sucks. It could be custody issues. There could be accusations that Jeannie Mai says if he was around drugs. I'm I'm, I'm just, I'm not, uh, I'm not making statements. I'm alleging, or I'm just, I'm just making possibilities. Maybe he hangs out with a certain type of people. Hey, One more point on this. A lot of men pillow talk. A lot of men pillow talk. You normally will say, hey, my wife should know this. My wife should know that. And if he thought she was submissive and trustworthy, he might have told her something that she could use against him. This is typically what happens in marriages. And a lot of lawyers will say, hey, is there something that you know about him that he would be embarrassed about? This is how dirty they fight. Yes, they'll do it, and they'll take you there. You abandon us, you belittle me, you are abusive, right? That go, that, she won't be able to hang on that because she admitted to it be, being abusive to him. He hung around drug dealers. He's a gangster rapper. He has toxic content um, related to his record label. There are some issues related to people in his record label. Okay, so then those things are going to come into effect. Those things are going to come into effect, especially when we're talking about custody. We're talking about custody of a child. Oh, also, I, I, got, I got a lot here. I got a lot. One more point here. We're also talking about the one, the mother potentially might want to move to California. Now, let me, let me just add this caveat. Again, I'm not giving legal advice. If she does not want to be in Georgia, and she wants to move to California, which these are all the things that people are, are assuming with this information here. She wants to be in California, obviously. That might help her with her career. If she wants to be in California, if she establishes residency in California, which he's trying to prevent her from doing, he's trying to keep her in Georgia. Why? The Georgia child support calculator is much more nicer than the California calculator. If she moves to California and with the child, it does disrupt custody, parenting time, and it affects child support significantly. We know a celebrity who made a move like this. There is a celebrity case that did this that we can think of off the top of my head, and that was Shaquille O'Neal's wife did something similar to that, all right, in which she tried to establish residency in California and and Shaquille O'Neal tried to block it because at the time their primary residence was in Florida, Orlando. So this is around the time he goes from the Orlando Magic to the Los Angeles Lakers. There's a divorce. She says, we now live in California. Well, they didn't at the time. Their primary residence was still technically Orlando. But because he moved over to the basketball team in Los Angeles, they're like, hey, we live in L.A. now. 
Once you get attached to the California Family Court established residency, now you're under the California child support laws and the California calculator, which is going to kick his ass. Okay. Now, going to kick his ass. Going to kick his ass. Tristan Thompson's baby mother did that too. Um, uh, what's his name? Kevin Federline did that to Britney Spears. Moving from California to Hawaii, where in Hawaii, child support can run to age 24. Kevin Federline gets custody of the boys. They move to Hawaii. He gets another eight years of child support. And he did up the child support on Britney Spears. Guys, people do this shit all the time. Steve Nash also did that. Steve Nash. So these are the games that people are playing. We already know that's in play. She's like, I live in California or I want to move to California. And now, and, and, and not even today. Also, later on, if she gets a move, all right, well, I want to move here because of my job. Well, Jeezy, she got to work. All right, if, she, if you don't let her work and stay in Georgia, you got to pay her more child support. Jeezy might say, well, let her go to Cali. She is in Cali for two years. She modifies child support to California. Okay. This is why we tell you that this isn't going to be, this is going to be a war. And it's going to be an ongoing war for 17 years. Okay. All because you wanted to get married. That's what, let's boil it down. What is the number one cause for divorce? Marriage. That's the number one cause of divorce, marriage. People be like, money, not affairs. No, the number one cause of divorce is marriage. Okay, so now, the second reason why people fight hard, well, sorry, the number one reason why people fight hard in divorces is children. If there's no children, there's no fight. There would be a simple prenup. He might lose a year of alimony payments to this woman, at best, he might have to park. They might have to sell a house, and it will be over. They will walk out the door, and in a year, he can wash his hands of this woman, and it could say, I made a mistake. Oh, well, that didn't happen. They had the kids, so now this is going to be a 17-year fight. Mm. And he can't do anything about it. All right, let me get to these super chats. Buckle your seatbelt. And I do have one more special treat for you guys after this. We're going to talk about a woman who's going to talk about the 90-10 dating rule. She's saying, I'm happy to be on a Chad's roster. That's her current status of relationship. Interesting, interesting, interesting video. All right, thank you for being patient on this one. This is going to be, man, this is going to be war, war, war. Uh, shout out to, and if she's in her feelings, which I know she is, it's going to get ugly. Everett says, congrats on the five years, coach. Thanks for all that you do. Free agent lifestyle for life. Hey, <laughs> hit the like button on the way out. All right, shout out to Ryan Johnson says, free agent lifestyle. Thank you very much. For the people who think that her abuse allegations are going to be a part of it, we're going to see what Mrs. Judge Williams is going to say about this. If he has a side chick, if he has a side chick, oh yeah, um, which was the divorce couple? There was a divorce couple where they were trying, oh, it was Dr. Dre's wife. He was trying to, she, Dr. Dre's wife 
was looking up all of his side chicks and was going to drag him to court. Remember that? If he has a side chick, which he possibly can, because that would be a reason to get up out of there. Or let's just say he was buying hookers and she knew about it, right? Who knows, right? He was paying, he got some sugar babies. They're going to be in this case. They're going to be in this case. She's going to drag their asses up in there. All right, shout out to Juju. He says, five-year anniversaries. I bet on the lion and you're broke now. I called that one already. Or I said that one already. And this is a two-year marriage, guys. This is not like a 15, 20-year marriage. This is a two-year marriage, fam. All right, we got uh, El Jefe says, you're right again, CGA. The best thing that happened to me in recent memory was when my ex broke up with me on Valentine's Day in 2018. That led to my success and my Lamborghini Go, shout out to you. Guys, the best thing a woman can do is break up with you. I know you be feeling bad. Y'all niggas be feeling bad. Oh, man, she broke up with me. I lost my girl. Guys, that's the best thing. As you age up, if she, as you age and as she cuts you off, then just she did you a favor. She did you a mad favor. All right, shout out to Salvador. Coach, been enjoying your content since 2019. Keep it up, CGA. All right, shout out to you. Thank you, brother. Let me check on the P-Pal over there. Did I get Kevin W? Oh, he wanted Bug Eye Rebecca. All right, you like them plain James, I see. You like the Millie Mouth Muskrats. <laughs> the best thing a woman can do is dump your ass. Somebody said, Coach, her team is listening. I guarantee you, her team know everything what I know and more. <laughs> right? Her team is they her team is celebrating right now. They popping bottles. They already preparing. They already preparing and filing paperwork. This is her lawyer's full-time job right now. Her lawyers are sitting back going, and I, hey, whoever your lawyers are, hey, everything I said was alleged. Because <laughs> they're going to be coming really, man, what do you know? All right, JC says, Wyatt Earp out here putting ninjas in tombstones. Shout out to him. Crazy. Look up Atlanta's child support. Look up Georgia's child support. I don't know when it ends. Sizzo, salute to the Yah mob and the blue chip mindset. The genie, my situation will be a two-year legal battle and another 17-year ordeal. It Jeezy with the speech and language pathologist sister. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language He says, stay ten, toes down, stay 10 toes down, fella. Hey, don't, do you know that in this child support issue, because this is really where the big money is going to be made on the child support. Everything Jeezy does for the next two decades, this is how serious it is. Everything Jeezy does for the next 10 decades is going to be monitored closely by Jenny Mai and her legal team. It ends at 18. Shout out to you. So everything he does, he come out with a Christmas album. He go on tour in Europe. He buys airplane. He buys a, he buys a car dealership. He writes a book. He sells his catalog. Um, one of his songs blow up on TikTok and sells out. He starts a shoe line. He commits a crime. He gets arrested for a DUI. He keeps the kid too long for custody. 
He going to be watched like a hawk. He can't smoke weed. He smokes weed in a state that it ain't legal. Every six months, his ass going to be watched. Now, can they prove it? The answer is no, but does that matter? Listen, this is how the law works. <laughs> he gets super chat, right? Now, the thing about the law is you don't need to prove anything to file a lawsuit. Okay? And how the case works is a child support case does not, it never closes. It's always open. A divorce case is always open. He beats up a girlfriend. He gets a false allegation. You don't need, you don't need evidence to file a lawsuit. You don't need evidence to file a modification. All you need is the ability to have the case open. That's all you need. Put out a Christmas album. All you need is a statement. He yells at her on a custody exchange. Her mama's there. He yells at his mama during the custody exchange. Right? And most of the time, we going to give them the evidence or give them enough to actually take you in there to go through your life with a fine-tooth comb. If the daughter starts dropping down in her grades in school, the daughter joins a gang, the daughter becomes an OnlyFans girl, and that's, who knows? Brothers, dude, I'm telling you. Anything, any little thing could make this case bust wide open real quick. And she could drag his ass back every six months. So again, this case is going to be the long game. We're going to hear like from five years later, this is going to come right back up. Jeannie Mai says this, boom. And also, if she decreases her income, we go into a recession. Um, the uh, I know the Hollywood people have an issue with writers creating TV shows and content. We've seen people who was the one um, 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 Scary Spice. Remember Scary Spice? Scary Spice had a baby by Eddie Murphy like 17 years ago. Scary Spice went through a divorce and then she also was less employed during, I think, COVID, she said COVID infect, affected my income, plus she was getting a divorce from her next husband, and she took Eddie Murphy in for child support. Increase. She took him in for an increase in child support because of COVID. And Eddie Murphy went up, up in child support. If the kid needs therapy, which women use that one all the time, I want my kids in therapy. And you're like, I don't want them in therapy. They're going to say kid goes to therapy. Now, she's going to choose the most expensive therapist in Hollywood. <laughs> and Jeezy going to be paying child support plus $1,000 an hour for Hollywood celebrity therapy. Yes, he's going to be pissed. And she's going to have that kid in therapy for 15 years. And the therapist might get a kickback to Jeannie Mai. They're going to write it on the insurance. I charge $2,000 an hour, but I really going to take a thousand. I'll give you a kickback. You see what I'm talking about? Health insurance. This shit is not, this is going to be a man. Um, 
Um, Michael Strahan's ex-wife. Michael Strahan's ex-wife. He she divorced him, took him to the cleaners. I think she got in the range of $13 million cash money up front. And then child support. She blew the money. So when the daughters were about to age out of child support at the age of 15 and 16, she took Michael Strahan back after he got on ESPN and Good Morning, Good Morning America. She spent all the money, allegedly, and then took him back to court. That was like two years ago. And she said, well, my daughters want to be horseback riders. They want to do equestrian. They want to do uh, where the horse jumps over the shit. And she like, he got to pay for that. I can't afford the upkeep on the horses. That was like 10 years after the divorce. Huh? Now, people are like, he could get equal custody. Okay, he could get equal custody. He could get joint, legal, and physical custody. But the problem is, is he going to be able to maintain that sort of schedule, custody schedule? Because a 50-50 custody schedule is very, very, um, it will impact his ability to tour, do interviews, make money. If he's got to be there and no. His mother is not going to be able to substitute as a parent. So if Jeannie Mai finds out on his custody days, he's over there in Miami. He's in Europe touring. She ain't going to go for that. She's going to take him right back in there and say, on his custody days, he out doing shows to the middle of the night. She's going to be right back in there. It's going to be a war. I'm telling you, man. People do not realize what's going on here. You would hope that she walks into that courtroom and say, let bygones be bygones. Forget this. I'll leave it what I came in with. I'll honor the prenup. I don't need no child support. But if that doesn't happen and she gets the majority custody, which is that's what she's going to argue, primary, essentially what's going to happen is she's going to work less because she has the kid. If she's working less, with the writer strike, Hollywood, with all of these things, if she's working less and she can't get acting roles, she that means Jeezy going to have to cover that expense. Okay, <laughs> Mr. P says, I have two children, a daughter and a son. Parental alienation is real. My son is younger and I think I lost him. But my heart goes out to my daughter being torn between two parents and her brother. Then he has, to, uh, he has to deal with the mother's campaign of hate against me. No one can understand what men are going through unless it happens to you. And it's even happening to me, guys, um, unfortunately. Parental alienation is a very, very big issue that nobody wants to address. Only when the father is the perceived alienator do people want to issue, uh, you know, talk about it. But in most normie people world, the mother will never alienate. No, he... He, she loves the kids. You don't like it. And you're not fighting as hard. Like, we constantly have to fight to just be in our kids' lives, and it's sad and despicable. But that's what the world says to people. The normies, that's how normies are going to look at it. Well, if you really loved your kids, you would do anything and fight for them. Like, but, no, fathers don't fight for the kids. Like, we don't fight for the kids. We fight for the kids to the outside world. We don't fight parents for kids. But normies will never see it like that. Mr. Rob Sawyer, 
Women play the long game. They pretend to be the sweetest woman on earth until you give them some leverage, which is kids and marriage. This is why they want to lock in the kids in marriage. If you love me, you'll marry me. Once you give up that commitment to the state, you're halfway screwed. Once you have children with her, you're double screwed because you don't have any leverage anymore, none. But men should not have to fight for their children at all. And anybody who says that, they're just saying a, a normie talking point. There's no point in fighting for kids. You're supposed to fight for your kids to the outside world and protect them. You're not supposed to fight another parent for kids. This is sad. But anyway, Nigerian Shaka Zulu says, oh, this is from Arnold said the Nigerian Shaka Zulu had me LOLing, especially since I'm African and I understand what it means. Damn, coach. How do you come up with shit like this? Keep it up. I don't know, man. I was an attentive young boy. All right watching things and now i can add it into my show we got face i'm sorry house of haas child support for a 26 year old with no disabilities he says damn they in your pockets and ninjas still want to marry i got my passport i ain't bring and i ain't bring her anywhere near america renting over lease always i don't encourage any man to get married in today's marital laws if you get married and you say, coach, but I want to get married, all I'm going to tell you is roll the dice. Roll the dice. You're taking a gamble, and the house has the advantage, meaning the house is the state. You are severely disadvantaged. Now, if you want to throw in emotion and tradition and religion, well, first of all, hey, man, love don't have nothing to do with no marriage. Number two, there's no God in marriage. God done left marriage a long time ago in America. God ain't in marriage. There's no God in marriage. Hafiz had to find out the hard way. There's no God in marriage. So if you want to throw up in America, well, I want to get married for my religious beliefs. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. I'm sorry to tell you. Listen, I'm, I'm just telling you what the state law tells you. When you go up in that court and you say, I got married under God, and my God said, they're going to throw your ass, they're going to laugh you out of there. You know who Jeezy's God is? You know who Jeezy's God is today? Shermila J. Williams. Judge Shermila J. Williams. That's, that's Jeezy's God today. Jeezy's going to pray to Shirley, what's her name? Jeezy's going to say a prayer to Shermila J. Williams because that woman has more control over his life than anybody in the world. Anyone. She got more control over his life than God himself. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> That's his God. So I don't want to hear about no God. He going he gonna to tell Shamila, do you believe in God? She going to be like, what? New, 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 new world order. I am God. <laughs> And she is not a generous God. Yeah. Kaylin says, if you have to entertain and sign a prenup, why get married? Well, because ninjas are sucker for loves. Marriage wasn't meant to be a lifetime deal. Well, that's debatable. He says, why do you keep doing this stupidly, P.S., and why do we do it? He says, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Mario Lopez is also married. So if these rumors are out there, I'm sure that's not good for him and his wife. Yeah, I think he's married. Okay, we got several super chats. It's not that many, but then I'll play the video afterwards. 
face facts, Jeezy woke up singing his own song about his marriage. I'm way too gone. What the F am I doing? All right. 103, yo. Hey. All right. He says, why y'all trip? I'm just fine. 1245, about that time. <laughs> All right. There was another Jeezy song I love too. All right. Um, 103, yo. Uh, I love that song with he did with Jay-Z. I can't remember the song, but somebody might be able to fit, fill it up. Fill me, the, fill me in. It is Nikolai V. Shout out to you, and that's a sponsorship here. He says, Jeannie is going to get full custody, which is at 20K a month, and the prenup is getting canceled. The judge will side with Mrs. Mine, and she will be the, she will something the court of public opinion because of Jeezy's past. Yeah. He says, and I wrote this before, neither God nor Hafiz will be in court with Jeezy. <laughs> For real. It, there, there's no God going to be in that courtroom, fam. It's crazy. But Ninjas is going to be, woo-wee. He about to learn. And at least he tried. At least he tried to preempt the strike and file for the divorce, but it ain't going to help him. What's the song? What's the song with Jay-Z on this? It's on Jay-Z's album. It's on Jay-Z's album. Uh, I can't remember what it was. What's the name? Anyway. I put on, not that one. There's another one. If I if y'all give me the lyrics, I'll stop. I'll I'll rap it. All right, shout out to no government name. There are strags and gumps that make fun of Jeezy because he's getting divorced by an Asian chick. But what's the strag and gumps are gonna say? And he says, but what the strag and gumps are going are doing are the very least of the issues. The mods and flip floppers are the issue. Indeed. Indeed. And they don't, I don't know why black people even be trying to get into the marriage conversation. I mean, you guys are unmarriageable at this point. Is the song real as it gets? Yeah, man. If y'all can give me the lyrics, I think the song that I was talking about, it's on Jay-Z's album, the one with the little, anyway. The real as it gets. That song, I love that song. I love that song with Jay-Z. It's on Jay-Z's album. If I can hear the first couple of lyrics, I'll rap it for you. All right, here we go right here. But I can't get I can't get the lyrics. All right. Uh, anyway, shout out to Kaylin says, Coach, I'm predicting the future of divorce of Steph Curry, Russell Wilson, and Patrick Mahomes to occur within 10 to 15, 10 to 20 years. Your thoughts? Probably, probably. Probably. I mean, listen, it is what it is. I mean, at this point, nobody's safe. Kevin G. Fellas, 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 at this point, if you choose to go into a 2024 marrying, we're not only not feeling sorry for you, facts, he says, but you belong on an island by yourself. As Jeezy, bottom of the map goes, all that tough talk, I can't, I, I don't know the, I don't know the lyrics. I don't know the lyrics. But yeah, if you make me rap them lyrics, I ain't going to be able to rap it. All right, let me check Cash App, and then I'll end with the last video right here of the day right here. 
Uh, Everett Walker, congrats, CGA. Did I get you already? I did. All right, let me check Venmo, and then we'll get on with the last one. <laughs> All right, here we go right here. All right, here we go right here. You ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Last video right here. Let's get it. Wait, that's not it. Y'all ready for this? Okay, this is a woman that says her situationships, she's happy to be on a roster. She's just happy to be on a man's roster. Remember I told you, polyamory off paper is the future of American relationships. All right, now you're going to attribute it to someone else that I ain't listened to say it. Because you heard it here, for, you heard it there first. But you have to understand, I've been here for five years. I didn't put, I didn't say a lot of shit that you heard other people say. They didn't steal it. They just were inspired by what I say. And I've been the same. This is how the space works. But I said the poly, we're going to off paper poly. What that means is people will still try to uh, attempt monogamy. They will still try to get married. But because of what they bringing into the marriage, they're bringing other people into the marriage, a.k.a. body count. They're bringing past relationships, other men's children, other women's children. But they're also going to be double dipping. Like we're going to have uh, swingers. We're going to have sugar babies that get married to ninjas in the future. We're going to have single mothers have three men in her life. Her first baby daddy. Her second baby daddy in the new daddy, the before daddy, the during daddy, the after daddy. The man that thought he was the daddy, then the actual DNA daddy and the stepdaddy. Like we're going to have all out unadulterated partner sharing. In some instances, men and women, mostly women will participate in concubines. As this woman is going to say, men that are at the bottom of the economic ladder will participate in polyamory, meaning that they'll have one fat woman, but share between four nerds, four male nerds, one fat woman. I'll pull it up here. <laughs> the DNA daddy and the get them daddy. And there'll be a sugar daddy still supporting the woman with the before daddy, during daddy and after daddy. Polyamory. All right, polyamorous couple. Let me see if I can put the nerds. Let me see, let me show you a picture of what I was describing of the lower tier tier males. You'll have men like this that will be like, "I'll I'll participate in this." Okay, right here. You see this? This right here. So lower tier males, they'll say, "Well, I was just gonna play games, video games, and jerk off anyway." But while we're at it. This isn't so bad, right? Where the guys are like, and then they'll let this woman let a black guy come, ha come bang her out. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're going this way. There's nothing you can do about it. We've lost God. We lost nature. We've lost our whole order. The only thing that's going to help this is a world war an economic collapse of epic proportion, mass immigration or terrorism and um, religious awakening or a plague, or a disease. That's the only thing that's going to change this. We're not going backwards. Okay? Now, let's go to this roster lady real quick. I want you to listen to her. This is a lot of women. Trust me, I know. I'm just, just telling you from experience. Here we go. She says, my delusions about my situationship status. Roll the film. 
yeah, no, he's definitely hooking up with other people, but it's just like, I'm one of them, you know, like that's like kind of huge. Like I am one of the chosen ones. Like I am one of these select few, probably like half a dozen other women that he hooks up with. And like, that's like low key huge, you know, it's just like, he's like, just keeping me around, you know, like I'm like in his back pocket type of thing. Like second option might be first. It's like, I made the team, you know, like I'm a part of the starting lineup. Like I was on the cast list. Like I made it, you know, sometimes I'm an understudy. Sometimes I'm a main character. Sometimes I'm just the ensemble, you know, like it depends, but it's just like making the entire roster is probably the hugest thing because he picked it. Now, what people are going to say is it's a skit, right? It's a skit. She's just doing jokes and comedy. Hey, let me tell you, man, she, this is not a joke. This is the current state of the dating marketplace. If a guy is on the top tier, top 10%, top 15%, this is the state of women below him. Ninja, I'm just letting you know, this is real. Now, she might not be able to be willing to say it like that woman said it because this woman's trying to say this is a joke. It ain't. Because this is what happens to strong and independent women. This is their only choice. Remember, this woman here, this young lady here, uh, ironed this out earlier as her attempt to tell you. Remember this young lady right here? Oh, if he's 25, he makes 80 to 100K, and he lives on his own, and he's a black male, then I'm his. But that represents a small, small percentage of men. All right? That, that's a, so that if that guy appears, she'll be like, good, I finally met the guy. But let's just be honest. That guy will have 50 women to pick from. And she'll discover that he'll be noncommittal. She'll just be in his back pocket. And after a while, she might get tired of it. She might play the role. She might even acknowledge it. You know, I know there's other women. And he'd be like, girl, don't worry about all that. When you with me, it's just me and you. She's like, shit. As long as she doesn't have leverage over him, meaning a baby or a marriage, there ain't shit that she can do but walk off. Now, when she walks off, she'll be back in the real world where there's dusties and dirties. There's dusty ninjas. And she's like, oh, shit. I'm back here with dusties. She'll fall right back down. Or she'll get with another guy that meets that criteria, and she'll realize he has a harem. He has concubines. Then she'll just submit to the concubine. All right, I'm going to just be a concubine. All right, and so here we go. This is what happens to the strong and independent and, and the delusional. They're happy to just to be on the roster. And let me just tell you this. Let me just tell you this. These women also have other men. This is why we're going to be in poly. Now, are the other men, is she having sex with all the other men? The answer is not always. Not always. But every woman has five men serving five different needs. Every woman has at least, five, at least five men serving five different needs, right? Number one, she has a father. If she doesn't have a father, then the rest of these four men going to be messed up. But anyway, the father is always a bailout. We played you a video of a woman well in her 30s, still ruining her father's credit, okay? Number two, the financier. Could be a sugar daddy, could be an a, a ex-husband, it could be an ex-baby daddy, that is a financier. That person is either paying her alimony, child support, or sugar baby fees. A boss is a financier. 
He employs her. She serves him. That is another man. That's a financier. Part of the harem or concubine. She's part of one of their concubine. The next person, the friend, right? The friend, the beta male orbit, the ninja that think he might have a chance if he hangs along, but he supplies companionship, a soldier to cry on, right? Somebody to text and talk to, somebody to go to brunch with, somebody to go to movies with, potentially friend dates. Then she has the ninja that will push her insides to her esophagus, but he ain't never going to commit. The sneaky link, the pound town guy. He's there. She can just do an emergency pound town in a glass. Then you have the guy that she can think she can forge a commitment from, which could be the guy that has this guy. If I stick around long enough, I might be the last woman standing. She's the, he's the most desirable of the guys. He can go to pound town and then he can also be responsible. She's like, that guy is the one pound town guy is not the guy, but this guy has the, the best of all worlds. He can serve as one, but it's hard to pin him down. Hard to pin him down. So when I'm tired of him and he's not, I can't train him. She'll go to one of the other three or four guys. This is how the poly works. This is how STDs are running rampant. So people that are like, I would never do something like this. It's disgraceful. Look at the data. Look at our world. Look at what we have. It's pretty clear and obvious that too many people are participating in this type of relationships. It's pretty clear. Then when you look at the dating apps, the sugar babies, the internet, when you look at people in your real life, women you go to college with, work husbands, you got the work husband as well for women as well. Okay, and then you got her gay friend, which sometimes can cross over at a night because she's always trying to tempt him. I see you getting hard when I give you a hug. Girl, I ain't getting hard. Yes, you are. She's trying to tempt her gay guy. And every now and then in Atlanta, she will let the gay guy eat the groceries. She like, hey, man, just turn the lights off and act like it's a guy. Hey, listen. I'm just letting you know. The world is a... The world is not, like Tevin Campbell said, a better place. It's a wild, wild west out here. She got the weed guy. <laughs> All right, so anyway, man, we got to understand that this is happening. So now you have this one, this woman right here. This woman right here is what I call a, um, a woman who overvalues herself, right? She's a, like a five or a six. She thinks she deserves a Chad. She thinks she deserves a Tyrone, right? Or she deserves a top-tier guy. But really, she's mid. She's stock factory issue. So what she'll do is maintain delusion. In this skit, she's maintaining delusion, right? I think I can get a high-value guy, but I'm just going to be on the bench and keep him in my... I'll be in his back pocket whenever he needs me. She knows he got finer hoes, but she'll just be there... Being a concubine. <laughs> All right, there it is right there. Let's play it again here. Somebody says, I'm a good guy. Don't sugarcoat it. Hey, man, what do you want me to do? I can't tell you. I can't be that descript. This is a family show. I can't, I can't, be, I can't be that descript. See, and you, you know what's funny? You guys act like I'm, I'm making this shit up. 
I make it. How you look? You see the scene in Atlanta. Let me pull this up. You seen the scene in Atlanta? Hey, if you know any black woman from Atlanta, what is the number one thing she's paranoid about? What is the number one thing that a woman from Atlanta is paranoid about? This is gonna this gonna fill you in. She paranoid about it because she knows it exists. She didn't seen it with her own eyes. <laughs> All right. The number one thing a black woman is worried about is a down low ninja. Why? You got to ask yourself why. Why are they always worried about it? it? This is even in Houston, Washington, D.C., she only worried about a down low guy. Now, you're going to say STIs. Of course, obviously. I, I saw a woman from Baton Rouge one time. Unassuming black woman. Nerdy. Well, just because they're nerdy doesn't mean they're not nasty. But she had like the cardigan sweater, the nerd glasses on. And she said, I caught HIV from a guy. That's what she said. And she said he was on the down low. All right, but this was years ago. This is like 20 years ago, over 20 years ago. Um, but, but the STIs are one thing. But the other thing is, is because they've seen it. They've seen it happen. They've seen bisexual men that they knew. Man, they, they don't do nothing but hang out with these guys. And these guys tell them, hey, look, let me pull up Atlanta Housewives. You've seen these ninjas before. All right, let me see here. See if I can pull it up. And these guys tell them when they doing their hair and doing their makeup, girl. <laughs> Let me see if I can pull it up. Now I didn't Google this shit and it's going to be a mess. Now my Google going to be off and they going to be suggesting shit on my Instagram. Hold on. Here it is. They be like, girl. And they be telling them, hey, you know, Dexter. Oh, Dexter down low ass ninja. Look how they be in Atlanta. And they be doing their makeup. <laughs> this dude supposedly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Where's Atlanta at? They be walking around like this here. All right, look. And girl, they be walking around like this. Hey, look, they gonna be like, <laughs> they gonna be like, hey, I seen you out with that guy. Hey, man. They be like, hey, baby, he gonna be doing her hair. He gonna be doing her hair with the curler, brushing her shit out, curling her wig. Let me do. A, let me see if I can do it real quick. The viewers in here gonna be tripping. Look, they gonna have that brush and the blow dryer. They gonna be blow dry. They be brushing it, whipping it up, whip, 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 brushing their wig out. Girl, I seen you out with that man. Mm-hmm. I seen you out with that chocolatey man too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, girl. Oh man, that chocolatey man. He know what he doing. Mm. Where you mean him at? I met that chocolatey man at Macy's. He was handing out business cards. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, okay, shit. Uh, what was his name again? Oh, his name is Dewan. All right, yeah, Dewan, huh? Yeah. Did you ask him about the YMCA? Did he say he worked out at the YMCA? He did say he worked at the YMCA. Mm-hmm. Was he wearing tight booty shorts at the YMCA? He did say he wears tight booty shorts at the YMCA. Mm. 
<laughs> does he like to be in the sauna? He does like to be in the sauna. Mm. <laughs> Girl, did he wear a condom when he was blowing your back out? Anywhere at condom? Mm-mm. He didn't? Mm. Did he go for the back door first? He did go for the back door first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he ate the groceries. Mm-hmm. They know a ninja. I know a ninja just like him, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Putting her lipstick on. He putting her lipstick. Girl, what he say then? Mm-hmm. Where he like to hang out? Yeah, he look familiar to me. He do look familiar to me. That's the man you went out on on Tinder? Mm-hmm. He do look. Let me put your lip liner. Girl, close your eye. Let me get your mascara. Mm. Yeah, he do look kind of familiar. <laughs> Yo. Them ninjas be out there. Girl, I didn't want to tell you. You seemed like you was falling in love with the ninja. Yo, hey, it's out of control. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. <laughs> they be sharing them ninjas. Mm-hmm. Did he have his booty out in his pants sagging? Mm. R&B thug looking ninjas. All right, yo, I'm just letting you know, man, it's cold, cold world out here. They they know. They know. And the thing about these guys, man, if you know about the Reading Rainbow community, I know nothing. I have no experience. Is that they don't have they don't have committed sex, right? They don't care about like that's not part of what they do. They have indiscriminate sex. Like that's why tends to Disease tends to spread faster in that community than any other community because they don't wait to be committed. Now, they do have people that want to be committed, but they'll have hookup sex like that. They'll be three in the morning in the bathhouse. Let's go. Orgy. Just where men and women have to kind of work. They're doing a trade-off, right? They're doing a trade. What, do you have a job? And do you have this? And did you take me out? Over there, they don't have a trade-off. They're just like, let's go. It's just... There's no working up to it. There's no proving yourself. The promiscuity is off the charts. Like you, like it's the, the worst case scenario because they can't stop. If you look up the documentary on, um, of uh, what's his name? Dr. Fauci. Look up the documentary on Dr. Fauci. Look him up. There's, a, there's like an old Dateline 60 Minutes and they were interviewing them. Even when the AIDS thing became prominent in San Francisco, they was dying because they could not stop. They were like, we can't stop this. It's out of control. And they was just, even when they told them, they was like, yo, man, don't be doing this stuff, man. You could die. They couldn't, they couldn't stop. It was like crack. And a community got wiped out because even with the threat of it, they couldn't stop. So that's their, that's their world. That's their world. They was like, we'll take the risk. Well, if this was like between men and women, you'll have women be like, nah, I don't want to catch nothing. So they'll, they won't do anything. They'll be like, nah, wrap it up. Don't do nothing. Get a dental dam. But that was the point of the documentary. They was like, well, 
we dying out here, but we don't know what to do. How about stop? They was like, that ain't an option. Give us another one. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus. All right. So they can't stop. Anyway. Uh, let's, let's get off of that subject because. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Anyway. They do it a lot. Never mind. Let me stop. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. All right. Somebody says here, House of House says Steph Curry next. That Jada and uh, Will Love. Yes, indeed. Black Love is dead, by the way, by the way. But yeah, Steph Curry, man. It's, I think Steph Curry as, uh, is on the chopping block. Steph Curry going to catch a fat one. And plus, he's a billionaire. Ke- Steph Curry going to catch a bad one. And I know that Aisha Curry. Shout out to Aisha. Come on and see me. Uh, Aisha Curry is going to be lethal in the courts. It's going to be lethal. All right. Shout out to Wells. He says, happy fifth anniversary to the one and only CGA came across your channel in early 2020. During the pandemic, been watching your content and applying it to my life. Shout out to you from the UK. Chip Chip Cheerio in the building. Hasaha says, Polly with one overweight woman and four skinny ninjas. They not going to eat. <laughs> they going to stay skinny while she getting bigger and bigger. The brothers will call it thick. The relationship guys will call it couple goals. Unbelievable. All right, we're almost done with this show. Short show. Yeah, it's normally four hours. Uh, no four hours today. We're going to close it up. Let y'all watch the playback. And I'll dice up this for the playback. Subscribe to all of my channels. I think I got a couple more PayPal's. Somebody says, I don't remember Kid DJ Kid. Oh, DJ Kid in, in, in South Carolina. DJ Kid in South Carolina. He was spreading AIDS to black women. He was a white DJ. And them black women couldn't stop, but he was buying them. He was, he was paying those girls. All right, and those those little uh, these girls look so southern too. Shout out to Southern. These girls look so southern. They was like you know, and he he ain't even had minors, and he I think he allegedly gave AIDS to like sixty black women. It was like crazy number, maybe six hundred. DJ Kid, South Carolina, was it DJ Kid? Yeah, DJ Kid. What was his numbers? He had nineteen charges. Allegedly gave. Let me see here. 600. Oh, it was, oh, my goodness. So it was way more. It was 600 black women right here. 600. Jason Pope charged with infecting over 600 black women with HIV. Ninja, yo, man, I tell you, man, y'all need to be careful out here, fam. 600 is the, is the number. This is all alleged. Yeah. Sheesh. And uh, let me see if I can find a picture of the black women that was participating. You'd be like, I mean, just crazy. He has pictures of them too. Here it is right here. As you can see, I mean, he was going plantation sex on these girls. He was going straight to the plantation. He was choosing women I wouldn't even choose on. Like, yeah, holy mackerel right here. Oh, the humanity. Look at that, fam. Like, he was stri- picking straight from the bottoms. MC light haircut having ass. Look at this fam. Like, yo man, people wild out here. The government agent, government agent. Never thought about it. It was all straggles. He was picking straight slump busting ass straggles. All right. Crazy. 
And he was having fun with him, but he went back to his slave master days. Look, let me look. <laughs> I don't know if I can show this picture. Yeah, I got to, oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to show this picture. Hold on for a second. Look at this. Oh, my goodness. Just. Oh, the humanity. Yikes. Bruh. Our world is evil. And, of course, all of these girls had boyfriends. All of these girls had boyfriends. They literally did. Here's another one, another picture. Look at all these girls right here. All these girls had boyfriends, and, and they would go see him. And he would pay them money and he would, man, please. You know, all these girls have boyfriends or men that they want to marry or uh, uh, stuff like this, but they would go see him and nobody would know. So when, when people say girls don't have sugar daddies or shit like that, oh, yes, they do. You'll never know it either. She'll just show up to her guy. I'm in a bind, Nate. Yeah, they, do, they got him. Not all of them. I can't tell you who. I can't tell you who, but they got him, fam. They got zaddies. They got zaddy. Get him, daddy. <laughs> All right. Emmanuel, a woman was sad because her car. Wait a minute. A woman was sad because her crash, I think you meant cash, was taken. But when a guy told her to leave him alone and find someone at her level, she replied to him, would you date an unattractive woman? Okay. I think I'm missing something in context there. This is crazy, crazy. Somebody says all for that for the CIA pitching. So you said that's how he got in there for the CIA. Wow, that's great. I've never heard it from that position. Daniel Pepe says, I'd rather eat carpet than share a big bish. All right, shout out to you. He doesn't want that. All right, all right. All right. All right, and I think we're done here. Let me check the cash app. Nope, there's one more cash app. All right, so it is Kevin G. He says, the wand with the magic wand, ass ninjas. Hashtag pause. Yikes. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. All right, I think we're done for the day, man. Enough of this crazy shit, but we'll be back this evening. Enjoy your Wednesday. Go get some money out here. Yeah, go get some money and enjoy your day. Everything I said was alleged. Young Jeezy, protect yourself and protect your neck. We out of here. Peace.